Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with the Rage of Redhead Cam Stewart. On this uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, going into the evening, yeah, it's not the most glamorous National Football League game here this evening, uh, but we've actually got quite a few props uh, that are starting to uh, emulate and catch our eye uh, right now. A couple of basketball props uh, we're looking at, a couple of NBA games. Uh, the team that we like the most uh, actually might surprise you. And um, you know, we've got some NHL. We've got some DFS. We've, we've got it all, including Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? <laughs> What's happening, Gabe? Yeah, no, I got some uh, afternoon action on the go, too. Didn't realize this uh, Winnipeg Jets-Florida Panther game is being played in Finland. 2 o'clock start, 2-2 two, two after 2. And golf, golf, uh, golf props all over the board, matchup bets this afternoon. So let's just take it from the afternoon right into the evening, buddy. Bets, 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 bets. More bets. Yeah, considering I'm supposed to be a uh, professional broadcaster, I will admit... A little bizarre that there's an NHL game on a Thursday afternoon, yeah, but as you stated, they are in Finland. <laughs> Why would you do it on Thursday, too? That's another thing. Like, wouldn't this be like kind of like a Saturday-Sunday thing? But anyway, we're, we, we talk about the Strip Club Napkin League, but uh, anyway, these, these turkeys, they know more than us. Yeah, the Strip Club Napkin League, and it means they make their schedule and they make their plans <laughs> on the back of a napkin. Like, like I write lyrics. Yeah, uh, I write right. lyrics. You you write homicide lyrics on napkins, and and they write the schedule. Well, you got to write something down. You got to write something down, right? You that's know, the thing. That's, hey, when, when a thought pops in your head, carry 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 pen and paper, buddy. I don't know if you realize this. I don't know how often you actually write something with a pen, but my handwriting is terrible. Uh, like it's it's oh, that of like that, a six year old child. But I I, I don't think I'm the, I don't think I'm the only one. It's basically because everything is typed now. You don't know how to. You don't have to know how to spell. You just punch words in, and I hate to. I hate to admit it, but I've even. I even do it. Like um, I know. I knowingly spell words wrong, and I don't care, right? Because I'm like, yeah, whatever, and it'll still pop up anyways. The word that I want. So, yeah. You know, whenever I, I search something, you well, don't have to spell correctly. Sometimes uh, on the hand, phone, though. I, a lot of bad things have happened because you have words that are similar, and you text something and hit enter, and then you look at it back and go, oh, God, that's not what I said. You know what I mean? I've had yeah. a lot of uh, issues that way. So I well, I'm, a, I'm, like, a I'm a horrible I'm texter school. as well. Yeah, I am. Oh, God, I'm the worst. Gabe, I'm, I'm a caveman. I, I still love writing on uh, You know, I got like six pens in front of me right now, paper. I got my uh, some players I wrote down for uh, the draft. Like, I got a headache. Big contest, exactly. I I got a headache texting you my picks last night. (laughs) Oh, I did. And I got a a headache looking at him. I was, like, getting double vision. I'm like, you want the parlay, the over? Like, I'm like, keep it simple, man. I admit it. Yeah, I was. It's like, 
Because you look at me, you say N-O. No, N-O could be New Orleans, or it could be no, I want this, right? So I'm kind of yeah, like, that's I why New I Orleans, you back. N-O. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. But the problem was the Lakers were playing the T-Wolves, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going I'm, I'm to do it in one text. text. It's easier. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. If I'm going to do that for you as your, as your kind of like yeah, you know what, though? Your, I think your input be machine. <laughs> I, I think it would be better if I emailed them to you. Whatever works, man. As yeah, long as I'm gonna I can email read it. it. Get, I'm going to email yeah. a nice list because there's a few of them today. You got my Gmail? If you can. Send it over. Send it if over. You can't tell me. No problem. If you can tell me, how much do I have there anyways? Oh, you're doing pretty good. I went up uh, three, Let me guess. 360, 380? No, I actually Four, by 420? I put in a play that actually won by accident because of your texting that I did something Which else. Which one? It was, it was the, it was the, I put the over in the Pelicans game, but avoided something else. You have four, so you'd save 50 bucks. You have 433.91 in there. It's not bad. Four, four, yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. I started, I what did I start day. with? One eight, I had 199 starting Monday night, right? Yeah, so. one, actually, it was, I thought it was 197.13, but anyway. All right, so counting? I started with 197, <laughs> and we're up to 433. Correct. You know what? I won that. I won that Pacers game. I won that Pacers Nick game by half a point. It was two oh seven and a half. They got to two oh eight. Oladipo hit a free throw like with the yeah. second left type thing. Well, I was going to say in that game also on the site that we went, it went to t- by tip off two oh eight and a, it was two oh eight and a half. So I thought you pushed actually. I haven't I haven't looked at exactly like the the recap Ugh. of everything. I'm just looking at the total right now. So yeah, yeah. Hey, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what happened? Don't wait. Too. Don't wait. Don't I, wait. I gotta I gotta be honest too. I wanted to buy a half point, but I'm a nice yeah. guy, and I've put plays in before, and I'm all like, ah. yeah. Like uh, if, yeah, you, uh, on other sites, on other sites. It's right there, so it's not a pain. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah buy the half a point. Sucks. This oh, one, it's like, ah, if I start telling him buy half a point on this and that, it's going to take him forever. Yeah. So I went to like, the doctor. Yeah. He says I have better than 2020 vision. When I put in your plays, I'm like, my, I got a pounding headache. I'm like, oh, my God, where's the Motrin? <laughs> like, I know. I just no, you know what it is? I appreciate it. We're going to do it every day. Yeah. No, 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 I, I want to build this it. up to 1,000 and get and get it. I, uh, we'll go through the weekend because. I told the story though because we've always kidded about Richard Garner, a friend of ours. Oh yeah, he's the he, he'll he'll ask. It always starts. It. it always starts harmlessly, man. Like, I like know. our buddy, he'll he'll send me a hundred bucks. Like he'll email me like transfer, so I get the money right away. So it's not like he's. But the thing is, it's not the money, right? You don't want cutting into your own account. <laughs> so that's the you thing. Know, he sends sends over the hundred, and it starts off just. Can you put a hundred dollar parlay in? But then it wins, and then, you know, he's like, can you put this parlay in? And then it turns into the old text at halftime. And then, you know, did you get the text? Hello? Like the old question mark and stuff. Yeah, it's I know, like, dude, I know, yeah. I'm not a bookie, bro, right? Like, <laughs> I got the play in, but, like, trust news me, for you? Not, last night You're I brought so up busy. this podcast. I was like, You're man, so I'd like busy. to get the second half play in, but I'm not going to text him now. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get the question marks thing because you're doing the like when you're doing you versus the machine. I'm getting the bets in, right? So yeah, I'm kind of waiting till like the end. I, sometimes I look at my phone. I the only thing I anticipate from you coming is a 10 or 10:30 Eastern tip. Other than that, you know, I'm not dicking around. No, I haven't done that. and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I haven't. I, no, I like no, it. It's all good. I like it. Yeah, I like it that way. It's but nice. you know what? So you I should be do better this way. You do better you this do. way without the gimmicks because you start jumping in. I did it. I have a couple of bucks in another account. Of course, I lost last night there because I jumped down an end game. I was like, ah, oh, I didn't get this in halfway through yeah. the game. I bet a bad number and I lost by six points. That's the thing, buddy. Like, don't do. I was like, no that wasn't games. part of the plan. That wasn't part of oh. my plan tonight, right? Exactly. <laughs> you pick the games you like, and you know you, you hope for the best and you move forward. So we got a lot of cappers and uh, DFS uh, talk on the show today. 
Um, we got Whale Capper, who's a great guy, Whale Capper. Who's um, he's in tough right now, man. Panthers keep winning. I don't know if he realizes yeah. this, but oh, uh, I, we're realizing it. Yeah, it's going to be forget nice about eight, eight, eight and a half. Panthers are going to yeah. be like uh, like twelve and four <laughs> or something when it's all said and done. Yeah, you should add a stipulation if they cover the one and like if they actually win like ten or more, you give me more more money, like uh, the optimizer. You know yeah, what I mean bonus. with the props? Yeah, bonus. Hey, hey, well, capper, give me another, give me another nickel another, on top of the extra five, extra five hundred dollars. That's right, um, thousand, baby. Yeah, so I don't want to start talking too much smack, but it's looking no, good. No, no, no. Bad, bad, bad karma. That's the thing. I remember every time a guy like guy did that to me in fantasy, he started chirping, 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 and then uh, my guys go off in the late game. I tell you, man, chirping, chirping's never a good thing, man. It sounds good at the time, and it gets you all fired up, but in the end, it'll come to bite your ass. Trust me. Yeah, so Whale Capper will join us. Jamie Heath is going to join us, and we've got Ricky Sanders. Ricky. Talk some DFS. I killed it last night, DFS, my NBA lineup I put together, 335 points. It's a hell of a lot of points. But once sure again, it proves, it, once again, it proves how difficult it is to win money. Listen, I only entered a dollar. It was a $1 tournament. I put, did the lineup on the air. You know, um, I actually lost over the weekend on DraftKings, so I got to reload. And so I, I, you know, I had a couple of bucks left. I'm like, yeah, we'll put a dollar in on this lineup. I actually won seven bucks back, you know, seven, seven times my yeah. money. So yeah, which, which isn't bad, but it's it, it's frustrating. Twenty dollar contest or something, right? Then, then, yeah, then no, but the twenty the, the twenty dollar contest that's where Dinkmeyer and these guys are all in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have been the same. So yeah, <laughs> sharks. Yeah, like the sharks aren't going to bother. But yeah, thing is, knows. first 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 prize was three thousand bucks. You know, yeah. and for me, it's not even so much the money. Although I wouldn't mind hitting one of these things for real, but. It'd be nice just to, you know, feather in the cap, you know. I mean, hell, I host a DFS show. I haven't won a full tournament ever. Like I said, my best one ever was 1400 bucks in a millionaire been, maker. I hey, 20 bucks and got 1400 back. Real close, though. And if you finish in, like, top top 15, top 20 and stuff, when 7,900 people are in the contest, you're doing something. No, like, you know what I did last that, night, Ken? Yeah. There was 59,000 people. I finished in 700th place. That's not, nothing wrong with that. Like, that's a, that's a pretty big percentile, you know what I mean? And you know what it was? I told you guys, Derek freaking Rose. Rose. Look, yeah, I had a, both had Rose. Rose was amazing. Career night. And Andre Drummond, which, had you Drummond. know, we're getting good at this. Like, we'll, like we said, guys, so basically we're comparing the value. And, okay, Drummond's going to give us as many points, if not more, than Westbrook. Yeah, Drummond is $2,000 cheaper. Exactly. And, you know, we, we took Westbrook out of the lineup. We went with Drummond. Drummond gave us 69 points. or whatever, 59 points last night. You know, he went off, whatever the hell it was. Um, you know, pretty much everybody I had went off, except it's not good enough. <laughs> like, you need eight guys to get, like, 60 points. Like It's got to be perfect. Card- Cardano brought this up to me earlier because he saw my team, and he told me, he goes, you know, two years ago, that wins you the tournament. And I swear, I remember. I remember when we were doing the DraftKings show years ago. 280s were winning, 290s. Yep. If you had 320 and stuff, it was like, holy crap, that's hard to get. You know, but now, and Cardano raised a good point. He said people are better at it, and now all these optimizers. Daily Roto, there's other optimizers, algorithms. You know, the people really, really are on top of this. And that's why, you know, we're going to use this as a, as a aid for tonight for the props. And it's funny because even though it's a crappy NFL game tonight, you know, there's a lot of props that jump off the page because it's interesting. Tonight, the odds makers and the props and the total and everything are being made out like 
like it's a uh, high school game between teams that only kick field goals. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know if you know it. Like, the, the Niners was 33-30 against the Packers. The Raiders might blow. They just scored 28 points and gave up 42 points. And they have ne- one of the worst neither defenses, of these defenses in football. Yeah, yeah the Raiders neither, of them, neither of the defenses are good. Like, they both give up a ton of points. I know Arizona and San Francisco is a low-scoring game, but Arizona blow. It's a different scenario. Like, Derek Carr can still throw the football. So where I'm going with this is there'll be some prop players. There's going to be some – I think there'll, there'll actually be some points on the board tonight in this game. I think it'll enter, end up being an entertaining game. It doesn't mean anything to game. But I think it'll be an entertaining game. And some of these prop numbers are way too low, dude. Like uh, like Brandon LaFell tonight's 28 and a half yards. It's too low. It's too low. low. It's a couple of passes. Like, there, there's not a lot of people to throw the football to. Like, I, you know, the, there's not, I, I think there's going to be points tonight, too. I, I, I'm telling you, yeah. and what, that, you saw the Raiders. Take a look at the Raiders' games. They go out, that, even the Indianapolis game, until the very end, they were exchanging touchdowns, 7-7, 14-14, 21-21, 28-28. At the end, then they, Indianapolis stopped them, like, once. And then Dude, the Raiders throw the ball on the every, yeah, every stop. They do, and, and they can't you stop. You throw the any, ball every the play, point. you're going to make plays. I think the total's too low. I think the total's too low. I hit, we hit the under in the Buffalo game, but this game's totally opposite. Just because they think they're shit teams playing doesn't mean it's going to go under. They, they have two of the worst defenses, as you said, in the league. I think they're absolutely – and you know what? What do you want for, for these type of games? These teams know they're not going anywhere. They might, like, let it all hang out tonight. I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot, of, a, a lot of big plays and crazy stuff in this game. Yep, yep. So um, uh, we'll take a look um... – We'll take a look at the props. We'll break it down. We'll see what Whale Capper has to say. Uh, Whale Capper's actually posted his thoughts for for every NFL game, his scores, etc., and everything. So we'll go over uh, some of those with Whale Capper. Uh, uh, Jamie Heath from thesportsbrokers.com will join us. Ricky Sanders, DFS. We've got some NBA basketball uh, to break down. Cam's got some action going on right now um, in the afternoon. And we got college football tonight. I'm a little bit pissed. I left uh, I left Toledo on the table last night. That game sort yeah, of slipped to- through the radar with yeah. me. Well, it was what was it? What was Toledo minus 18? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they covered. covered. Oh, they they crushed exactly that. No, there's some interesting games tonight. Like there, it's not all do- it's not dogs. Like UCF is playing Temple tonight. Temple's actually playing a little bit better, and UCF is 12th ranked team. They're laying 12. People are trying uh, to sell Temple tonight. They're trying to they're trying to I'm say that Temple's it. got a shot at winning this game. I like dogs, but I'm not on Temple tonight. The one dog I am looking at tonight is probably going to be one that uh, people don't look at. I'm looking at uh, Akron tonight. Against Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois is a great team, but they played a lot of Who are you, this Joe is straight road game. Why he likes Akron too? Joe Lisi loves Akron. Like uh, dude's gonna <laughs> Joe Joe's gonna move to Akron when he retires. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> dude, look at Joe Lisi's Twitter. It's a picture of him and Terry Bowden. Uh, Lisi's wearing Lisi's wearing an Akron tracksuit and stuff. Like he's like assistant coach. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, every week. I don't know if you're out there, Joe. Uh, every week he picks Akron. Go Zips. He likes the zips. Zips have yeah. a chance, Gabe. They're, 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 they're good against the run. <laughs> you know, usually I bet a lot of these Mac games. i got to be honest with you. My life's been better since I don't watch cable news. And yep. my life's been better since I don't bet on Mac games. But speaking of which, I'm trying to install cable right now. And um, Taylor cable Stevens like, yeah, brought me a yeah. housewarming gift, which was a TV uh, last Are night. Are you kidding me? Wow. What a, yeah, 30, like that's 32 ki- inch that's, TV. That's kindness at its. Uh, I don't even know what to say. And then I saw you busting her chops, saying, "Hey, is she gonna show up to the studio? She buy you a TV? She shows up when she wants." Yeah, not not only that too. She uh, she bought me like a gaming chair, like a comfortable chair. 
What? Like like, like a like a, like a sofa chair? Oh God, that's great. Well, like an office type comfortable chair, much more comfortable uh, than I normally. Yeah, and she assembled it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why she, she, she wasn't too happy it. when I. Yeah. So now you're not though, really handy are you? You know, you're no, like, I've got the cable. Well, Sonny <laughs> didn't do it either. I mean, he just oh, stood well, there. Was, you know, was uh, he? Well, yeah, he was there too. He just. <laughs> He well, Taylor got there. defensive and saying that she could do Supervisor. it, so she could. Oh, yeah, Women yeah, are yeah. good at those things, you know? You're so now, right. I, you know, I've got a cable box. I got the TV. I think everything's plugged in properly. I'm, I was online with them, but it was taking forever. I had to start this show. She told me, oh, it might take a while, a while for the box to load up. Dude, it's been no. like 40 freaking minutes, man. Like, no, I don't know how long should, this box takes. It, it, like, should t- it should take five minutes. When I reload, so I got pissed like, off. Yeah, yeah. I said, why don't you guys just come here and, like, make this work? I said, you know, I'm already paying for this, but it's not working. She goes, well, is it not working or you're not installing it properly? She's like, you know, I'm I'm getting a New Jersey attitude, you know. So then then she told me it was $80 for someone to come here. So I said, "All right, all right. Let's just let's yeah. just try to figure this out." <laughs> let's right see now. how the box. Let's see how the box. If the box kicks. Yeah, but the in. thing is, so she's staying on the line with me. Like that's their deal. Like they have a tech department. Yeah. She goes, oh, "I'll stay on the line," and she goes, "Don't worry, we'll get this done." I was on hold with her for like I was talking to her for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Then I started dropping the f bombs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, wait, the music. I gotta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. I was like, I gotta see go. I, I'll call you back if that doesn't work. We'll be back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. up gang, <laughs> gang. Um, get get whale capper on here if you can wang whale capper thank you yep uh whale whale capper is going to step up and then join us says yeah i just checked it's still it's still loading man it's been like half an hour dude like 45 minutes I'm gonna freaking snap. That, I'm just getting sick of nothing ever working properly. That's like, that's, right away. that's like, their really. game. That's that's their game. Know what they do now? What they do now when I deal with my cable? Yeah, they put it on with like a really annoying person. Then they then then they say you know you got your spot in line. Then they play annoying elevator music to you absolutely freak and drop f bombs. And then they uh, you know what I mean? No, sir, sir, sir. You know, and I don't I don't deal with this crap. But uh, I will say this though: when there's a big problem with the service and you're paying money, their technician he shows up. You don't have to pay eighty dollars for them to show up. If there's a problem, they can no. fix it. Take a look at the size no, of this my damn bill. Yeah, this it. isn't on me. This thing, this this thing just keeps booting and booting and booting and booting. And I told her what it's reading out to me. She said, "Yeah, yeah, that's normal." She said it could take a little while. I said, "Like what? 10, 15 minutes?" And then she goes, "Well, maybe a little longer." But you know what the hell does that mean? Like I, 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 I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah, now I'm frustrated. It's funny. I didn't even know I had cable until like earlier in the day. And now I'm all pissed off about this. You know, I'm telling you, you're better off like just cutting the cord. Like seriously, yeah. Yep. Like I, I'm really ready. I'm really raging right now. Like I'm losing my serenity I, right now. I've been trying to like stay, you know, above the fray. It's like Michelle Obama when they go high, 
Um, you know, when they go low, you go high. <laughs> no, no. It's like, no, no, now I'm just getting pissed, Cab. It's like one thing after another. I'm just getting screwed everywhere I go here recently. Yeah, it's a real uh, nightmare. I, I didn't cut the cord with Gable personally, but I, I basically reduced it to the minimum package and then paid a la carte for uh, fantasy, sports, golf, channel, and horse racing. Other than that, I'm on the basic now because I got the fire stick. I don't need these turkeys. Your whale capper in the background. Let's bring whale capper in right <laughs> now. Yeah, Will Capper's living a nice, peaceful, stress, stress-free yeah, life in yeah. California. Yeah, he, he went to Duke. He's living in California. Look home. at us. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you're stressing out. I got high cholesterol. We all want to be Will Capper. Dealing with a chick in Jersey City with attitudes. <laughs> yeah, she, like, yeah, she's mean. Like, you, like the East Coast. Like, I don't know what it is, man. The East yeah, Coast, a lot of anger like, on the East Coast. A lot of anger. A lot I, of, know. Lot, I don't know. Is it the weather? Is it like, I don't it's know what everything. it is, but. It's just people are just like, not People nice. are just. Angry and yeah, like everyone's got attitude here. Frustration. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone, like the dude in the gas station, the chick with the cable company, the bus driver. You know what I mean? Like just everybody. Everybody. Well, basically, it's not hard to figure out. Most people who hate their lives or whatever aren't going to be in a good mood. But when you live in San Diego, where it's eighty every day, you're going to obviously find a lot more people smiling due, due to due to the situation that they're in, Morenci. And most have money too, because it's a good spot to be. You know, you get my drift. Will Capper yeah, knows where it's at. It's even cheaper to live there. Let's bring <laughs> Will Capper in right now. Yeah. What's up, Will Capper? Oh, dude. It is a beautiful Where are you originally from? Where are you originally from? Where were you born, uh, Will Capper? Born, where were you? Yeah, born in uh, Washington, D.C., grew up in uh, northern Ooh. Virginia. Uh, lived, lived in uh, uh, Massachusetts through some of my formative years uh, and then moved out to California in 2006 after going to college yeah, in North Carolina. Kind of like so Steve Merrill, Cape. Virginia. You just decided, though, like yeah, yeah, West yeah, West Coast, right? Like we, oh, you said, it was an easy call. Yeah. My, my day job, by the way, I do earthquake uh, engineering and seismology. So California was a no-brainer anyway. Uh, and, wow. Uh, That's your day job? Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. You, you yeah. measure earthquakes? <laughs> so, like, when you can't uh, say sometimes and you're like, I have a commitment, it's because, like, there's an earthquake <laughs> and stuff? Yeah. Fault line. It's fault usually, line. Where's the fault line? <laughs> you have the best excuse ever. Like, Babano, yeah, I know. Babano's got to go to the doctor or something. Like, oh, yeah, I, you know I mean, like, there's some, yeah, something, like, I gotta, yeah, I got to go to my contacts, get checked. It's like, you, wow, the earthquakes. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it plays itself right into sports handicapping. We use all the same probabilistic models for predicting earthquakes that we do sports scores. So it's uh, hand wow. hand, a clean handshake. Clean handshake. Seriously? That's, that's Seriously? Yeah, for real. Earthquakes? Yeah, there's yeah, a real. correlation between measuring earthquakes and sports handicapping? Uh, how is that? Anyway, I didn't go to do Bill Capper. Explain a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so basically any kind of probabilistic model, you basically you want to have some reasonable baseline projection, and you want to have some way to capture your uncertainty numerically. And uh, you do the same thing for an earthquake-shaking level as you would do for predicting a score in, uh, in an NBA game. It's uh, It's... Uh, it is a perfect crossover in terms of prob- probability theory. Um, huh. And, uh, yeah, you can pretty much apply all the same tools and, and, and my knowledge and background as far as seismology goes and transfer it right over to handicapping football. <laughs> wow. You know, Cam, I think with all due respect to our guests and stuff to join us, 
I think Will Capper might be like uh, he's the smartest one. I I agree. I already knew that, but I was just you know yeah. what I, mean? I got to be kind to everybody like guess, else. But yeah. he's on he's on a different level. Like we got Babano and other guys. It's just Will Capper's in a league of his own. Let's call it out for a while. Lose in a class of his own, but actually lose lose lose, 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 yeah, lose, lose commercial real estate. He's selling commercial real estate. No lose lose money. No, but don't get us wrong, Will Capper. We we've got some money. We got money guys on the show. We've got guys with nice homes and money. And uh, living the dream, but yeah, yeah. When you start getting, like, if we were to give somebody a a, a general test, I think Whale Capper would uh, crush it. Yeah, but there was one. I was was was, a great, great test taker. Yeah, there was one thing that uh, the the algorithm uh, didn't uh, warn Whale Capper about. How about them Carolina Panthers? Yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, so I did an advanced, uh, I did an advanced uh, probabilistic model to see how uh, likely my bet uh, with you is likely to win, and uh, I'm already grading it a loss. Uh, those last two weeks, uh, Panthers pulling off upset wins against the Eagles and the Ravens. That was the nail in the coffin right there. The Philly uh, one no was just that, big. Uh, yeah. The Philly one yeah. was huge. Uh, last week, I still, I mean, I guess in hindsight, uh, you know, with uh, the Ravens on the road for the fifth week in seven, uh, it was, writing was on the wall there that they were going to have a tough go of it, and I missed out. I really one, didn't but, understand uh, that line. No, I didn't understand the line last week, and I know you couldn't join us last week, but it was the one game, and I, you know, I don't want to be a broken record about the Panthers, but they don't get respect, Whale Capper. They just don't. And oh, I true. didn't understand it's for true. the life of me how Baltimore could be road favorites. And I see them all, man. I got condescend all, all week again. I just got angry again all week long. Oh, well, let me explain to you why Baltimore's favorite. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone going off. And I just I kept it simple. I said, guys, Baltimore lost their last road game to the Cleveland Browns, to Hugh Jackson, 12-9. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, now they're going point. in. But now, yeah, now two weeks later, yeah, yeah, they're going into Carolina and beating Carolina camp. You know what I mean? Like, people are just, hey. I've had a very good NFL year this year because of other people's perceptions, and I'll just, you know, we'll keep it that way. Yeah, you know, we'll yeah. just we'll keep Do it your that own way. thing. Exactly. Yeah, but I'll tell That's you, I don't. It, 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 there's, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Will Capper. I, I was just going to say your 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 handicapping style. If you're using perception that way, like that is a legit way to do it it really is because you're going to catch you know you're going to catch those lines like carolina plus two and a half where there's literally you know two and a half points of free value there just because people think the ravens are legit and don't respect the panthers and you know that it is it is you can you can make a living uh just kind of finding those those sweet spots where there's you know free points to be had and uh i'm glad that that's uh, that that's a huge part of your process it's a mob mentality in today's day and age, especially with social media, it's even more so. And then perception becomes reality. You know, like, oh, this guy sucks, that guy sucks. And then you ask him, well, why does he suck? What did he do? Right? And, wow, you know, he just does. You know, I get it all the time. Like, oh, the Bills are a joke. Like, I, I, I said last week on a show that the Bills have an elite defense. People, oh, oh yeah, they, the Bills. They do. Rah, 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 rah. They do. The Bills are the fourth-ranked the fourth, the fourth defense in the NFL. <laughs> if you look at the... You want to look at the pro football focus metrics and the deal, the, the domes and all this type of stuff. The Bills have a top five, top defense. It would be even better That's if they good. had an offense that actually got a couple of first downs and they could get a little bit of rest uh, every couple of minutes. They're on the field all day long and they still make stops. But it's perception and perception and reality all the time. I used to call it, the, and in college, you can capitalize on it. But the thing is, like gambling, it evolves. And ESPN has lost its influence a bit. 
Like ESPN used to be the be all end all, right? Now it's it's not oh, quite the sure. Same. That's a great. So point. remember, it's sort of Will Copper, the ESPN eye stuff. Yeah. You, you were you've been ESPN yeah. brainwashed. You basically had twelve million Americans, you know, fat boys, that were told by Kirk Herbstreet who was good and who was bad, and they want to seem smart at the water cooler the next day, and they're going to talk and they're going to start dropping the same stuff that Herbie Herbie drops, or you know that somebody else on ESPN dropped. And, oh, no, I saw on ESPN, George is better than those guys. Oh, that team can't stop the run. You know, oh, why? Because Herbie said so. And and there's a perception. I mean, come on, dude. The media, look at the, the, how the media, how Trump has used the media. The media is a powerful tool. I actually use it, Whale Capper, to my advantage when capping games. I talked about this a little bit at, at the IFBC this year. I think it went over people's heads. I'm just some, you know, hungover guy saying perception versus reality, guys. <laughs> right? <laughs> But you get what I'm talking about, Whale Capper. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're it's it's kind of the uh, the backbone of just kind of having a contrarian handicapping angle, really. And you know, you're absolutely right. Back in the day, you didn't really need to do anything else besides just swim upstream from what ESPN was selling. Like you <laughs> exactly. could you could you could hit sixty percent on the year just fading. You know, when they had a whole consensus yep. on who was going to win a game. Great point. You know, and and uh, and nowadays you're right. It's all diffuse. Like uh, some a lot of the best information out there is not coming from you know the 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 mothership. It's coming from, coming from you know, guys programs like, you. like yours. And, yeah, <laughs> no, well, and I was you say, know, like and you. I, I'm I'm distilling you know guys who are doing like you know they're spending their lives doing research on the box scores and stuff and like kind of coming up with like you know what really matters in a game and and trying to translate that to forward predictions and stuff like that. They, you know, there's a lot of really really useful you know, free information on twitter it's just it's such a powerful resource i love it now what do you think of warren sharp now warren sharp very very smart guy he was he was a regular with yeah. us uh for years yeah. but he's a busy dude and i think you know long story short i think he want to get paid so um, after, uh, to come on yeah, money's good. so now, money's now good, yeah, yeah well cap or no but i've known warren a long time and warren has a million stats or and they're great you know what I mean? He's yeah. he's you know, I, I, dare yeah. I say he's a genius. I think like you, he's an engineer actually. I, I, you know, his background, yeah. Totally he's you know he's 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 a very smart smart guy, man. Yet yeah. when I look at a lot of the numbers, it's almost an after the case. Okay, you know this team did this; they should oh, have done this. Hundred percent. It almost it almost seems like the information that he's doing is actually better for the teams themselves. Yeah, you know, he's like an ultimate yeah. statistician yeah. for the teams themselves. Yeah. But I look at this stuff and the graphs and the charts and everything, and people are eating it up. He's one of the hottest guys in analytics statistics right now. But I have a hard time saying, all right, but what does this do for me? Like, well, who do you like to win the damn game? You yeah. know what I mean? I think you're, you're, you're nailing this. Uh, he is maybe the most effective person at breaking down why something happened and the way it happened. And how you apply that in a forward sense is not obvious at all. <laughs> like, you know, he, you know, his, his uh, preseason preview is kind of like that. I felt like it was like, yeah, okay. You can very, very clearly forensically diagnose why things went wrong for team X and what they did wrong and what they should have done differently. Like that's fine, but it doesn't really help you, you know, predict going forward. Like they're going to, yeah, what's the algorithm and, against you know, team you know, what, right yeah, what, what do you, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, how do you take all of this now and apply it in a forward sense? It's not obvious at all. Uh, and I think, I guess if I were running an NFL, you know, I think he's 
in some way angling for like a job in no he you know, he in, is uh, he told me years ago office. point blank no no he told me point sense. blank that he is trying to sell his programs to NFL teams and I think he does work yeah, with and, NFL teams now yeah yeah and I guess I think I think if I was like you know in a president role or something for an NFL team and I was like we got to get this guy you know in house here he's doing the best work for forensic breakdown of a game or whatever. I think the right role for him isn't necessarily, you know, tell us what to do. It's like evaluate what we did poorly so that we can then take that to the coaching staff yes. and tell them and then yes. they can get smarter. And we right? say this like, with all due respect that. to him. Yeah, if someone's listening, oh, oh yeah. you guys are talking about no, and I brought him up because <laughs> I, you know, I have a ton of respect for him. No, He's it, dead. Exactly. Yes. You know, absolutely. and it, you know absolutely. what it goes it goes into it goes into uh, the guy that uh, the Dallas Mavericks just hired. Who yeah, this yeah. is a little bit different. Yeah. He was crushing the NBA for years. He was known as basically the best NBA better. And he wasn't so much a computer guy. He has his programs, but you know what I mean? But he was more, what do coaches do? What are teams' tendencies? And he can actually tell you, you know, against this team, he'll go small. If they're down by 12, he'll quit. If, he, if they're up by 8, he's going to do this. Like he actually, and he admitted it. He said, I only really figured out about six or seven coaches, but I made a hell of a lot of money off of it. <laughs> and he basically sure. knew. So he has a little different thing. He's not telling you, yeah, listen, they beat you from the perimeter 38% of the time. I know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, uh, we saw. Yeah, we watched yeah. the game. We're aware we got burnt in the left side of the court or whatever. He's telling you, listen, going into a game, they're going to go small on you. This is what he does yeah. when, you know, this is what he does in his matchup. I just think – I thought it was ingenious of Mark Cuban to bring this guy in, actually. And, you know, it doesn't mean the guy's the GM and he's running the franchise, but it doesn't hurt to have him in the room, right? And I've always yeah, said this. Yeah, well, no, you, you want a guy, yeah, you want a guy like that. About clock management, too. Gamblers, I don't think, you know, listen, I'm not Sean McVay, <laughs> but give me a headset and, like, sort of, like, give me a headset, put me in the booth for the last five minutes, and I'll be like, Coach, if, you don't, uh, if we don't get a first down here, they can come back. They can get the, you know what I mean? Like, as gamblers, yeah, yeah. you know every ultimate scenario that's bad that can happen, right? And you also know, no, I don't no. understand why coaches and managers don't do what the other team, like what you wouldn't want done to you. Like, that, that's another thing, too, I don't, oh, I don't yeah, get. Like, yeah. it's like coaches, like, let other teams in the game still. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know. You get the ball back, and somehow you don't get the first down. You give it back to them again. It's like, guys, you, you know, you could have just gotten a little aggressive, thrown the damn ball, and ended the damn game, right? Like, what would you yep. rather the chance? Yep. Have you thrown a screen pass or giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, they don't. Yep. They're, you, you're into this, Will Capper. Like, the risk-reward NFL coaches and college coaches seem to lose the risk-reward gambles all the time in their minds during football games. They don't seem to understand it's the crazy. concept. It's crazy. There must be something going on in the moment where they just lose their minds, and then they, all yeah. they can do is make gut calls. Like I, I can't. You're exactly I can't right. It out. I asked Kyle Turley yeah. once about that, and I'm good friends with Kyle. And I said to him, "He's a lineman." So I said, "Dude, like when you're, you guys are on the two yard line and stuff, and you're running fades and you know different <laughs> plays. Like why? Like and I said, why doesn't why yeah. like why don't you guys just yell at the coach and say no? Like just run the ball." And he said, Gabe, they choke. He's talking. He goes, coaches choke. He goes, coaches don't really do much until they get inside the five. And then yeah. it's on them. What are we doing, coach? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the head coach, yeah. the head coach, the head coach isn't doing much during the drive. It's the, it's the OC. He's hearing in a headset. <laughs> yeah, screen, slot left, 17. 
you know, he knows what's coming, but he's not like, hey, hey, don't do this. He's the coach is along for the ride, but when it gets down to the, that's your decision. That's when the boss shows up. All right, hey, coach, are we? What do you want to do? You know what I mean? Are we running? Are we? What do you? Yeah. Want? It's your call. You know, it's your call. And then he just said the coaches choke. And he also said the OC try to justify getting paid and just hand the ball off. It sort of doesn't make look as smart. Yeah. Good points. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Let's take a quick break and we'll philosophical uh, conversations and give you some picks. Coming up next, Game Time Decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Ready to Rage our Radio. I'm Gabriel Morenci. All right, we're a little confused uh, with the times here, so Whale Capper's going to hop back in. Um, I don't know if we've ever done this before, actually. What, back whale in the water? Yeah, he's going for yeah, a swim. Yeah. Then he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a whale. Free willy. That's we right. Free yeah, willy. whales. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging out. Willy. He's hanging out on the rocks, Gabe. You know what? The sea lion's like there. I said, getting no, some sun. Needs a dip. He's just so he comes he's back. just so damn smart. Like, the I time know, passed hey. by. We were talking yes, about earthquakes and... Earthquakes and algorithms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate Duke, but... It's pretty no, good. You school. love whale capper, though. No, Duke. Hey, buddy, I've met a lot of people from Duke too. Like for, from my travels, and yeah, hey, the, the, the most very sharp, very sharp. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the nicer Duke guys. Let's bring is, in uh, he Jamie is. Heath. Uh, I don't know if Jamie's got uh, where Jamie uh, went to school. Uh, I went to the University of Street Savvy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie Heath, the sports brokers, <laughs> joins us. What's up, Jamie? What's going on, fellas? Uh, by the way, I went to the University of Maryland. I'm a Terrapin. Hey, you're a Terp. Oh, hey. Wow. Terp. You're a wow. Terp. Crazy news with that school. I Holy was just going to say, there's a, lot, a lot of news happening right now. None of it really positive uh, with the DJ Durkin getting reinstated and then fired the, the next day. Not too good for our school. Tough no. tough few years for the Big Ten, eh, guys? It's like, that's the one conference. Like, you look at the school, Michigan State, Maryland. It's like, oh, my God. They're a bunch of, they're a bunch of sleazeballs. <laughs> Sle- hey, I'm balls. a Big Ten guy. I love yeah. the Big Ten. You are. Yeah, but sleaze balls. But let's just be real. I mean, the Big Ten's yeah. been a pretty seedy conference over the last yeah, couple old. of years. Seedy. Kid on Rutgers. Kid on Rutgers. Another Big Ten team yesterday uh, got arrested yeah. for uh, plotting to kill two people. That's nice. That's that's not. He didn't do it. He didn't do it, but he was going to. Plotting. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, they said that they stopped him right before he was gonna. He was planning. I don't know who, but they said he was pl- planning to whack two people of the same family. Wow. Whatever that means. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. But um, yeah, Jim Delaney's got to get it together. Yeah, Greg Sussman. I just said wow about Maryland because yeah, I didn't know Greg Sussman actually, who's a New Yorker. I, I, I don't know Maryland. You guys all end up in Maryland, but Greg Sussman's actually a Terp as well. And yeah, he's pretty embarrassed by everything that's going on. It was an embarrassment to bring DJ Durkin back. And now, you know, it's not like they deserve any sort of 
accolade Jamie or pats on the back for firing him the next day. They only do they want they wanted to bring him back. Like the board thought it was a good idea to bring him back. The only reason they're not is because of the outcry, and I don't think the kids are going to play. I mean, a bunch of kids walked out when he walked in. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, thinking that you could give Dirk it back. They job. A kid died. Like I, you know, I said, man, I love betting on college football, but it's just so disgusting, and it's it really is like Vatican and the church and stuff. These guys, like they really get away with everything, and they're untouchable. Like maybe coaches lose jobs, but the deans, the universities. You know, like Penn State, they knew what the hell was going on. Michigan State, what was going on? Maryland, whatever. It was It was one incident happened, but they should be like, listen, get off our campus, coach. You know, your kid died under your watch. Oh, no, 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 we're going to bring him back. It's just amazing to me, Jamie. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really a shame what's what's happened in the situation. I agree with you. They should have just let him go and just not let this linger as long as it did. And now they reinstate him and fire him pretty much two or three days before they have a monster game against Michigan State. Horrible timing on the part as well. Like you said, the kids, who knows, their frame of mind, they all walked out when he was reinstated. So, yeah, it's really bad. It's, it's bad for the university. It's bad for football. It's bad for pretty much everyone in this case. And you're right. You know, it's happened in a lot of, in a lot of cases, and I'm sure it's happened in a lot of schools where it hasn't even come out in certain situations. But, yeah, the Penn State in- incident years ago was horrible with Sandusky. That was a horrible situation. Even this Urban Meyer thing at Ohio State, you know, what was going on with that, he knew all about it, I'm sure, and they reinstated yep. him. He's still their coach. And, and meanwhile, it, it doesn't look like they're going through the greatest of seasons right now either, Ohio State. So you're, you're 100% correct. Be, it should have been handled a hell of a lot better than it was. You know, I don't want to be callous here, but I've, I've already been – callous for the last 17 years on the air so why not next stop now is that what a coincidence that urban meyer lets out that he's got he's got a health issue now right <laughs> suppose yeah. he's had this for 20 years yeah, yeah you cover stuff up you're getting blown out all the time like i don't know if you guys remember it was about three four years ago what bowl game was it, it was against clemson it was in the playoffs like four years ago they got remember they got yep. smoked like thirty five nothing or something. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they got, got blanked. They got, they got yeah. annihilated. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, and it was basically like it was like only the second time and Meyer had ever lost by double digits in his life type thing. You know, it's like that's the worst loss since you know his first year at Bowling Green, and there's going to be hell to pay. He's had like basically like four blowouts in the last eleven games, and I, I was reading basically they're turning on him in Columbus. They're all like, you know, you know, we got smoked by this team. We got smoked by that team. We got killed here. We got embarrassed here. We gave up 58 to Purdue, whatever. And they're like, something's not right with Urban, and he doesn't seem to care anymore. I don't know. He said he had health issues when he left Florida, and he took a job three months later. I think Urban Meyer might step down at the end of the year. They just say it's health. Makes sense. He'll, makes say, sense. he'll say it's health, and we'll find out after. There was a lot of other sort of stuff that got covered up. There'll be a couple of violations, and he'll be long gone. Yeah, you know, I, that's what the coaches do. They go there, they taint places, and they leave. They win, but then they leave. And, they, you know, like Pete Carroll with USC. Uh, I'm just going to go back to the NFL now. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, and by the way, in about two months, your program's going to be basically screwed because <laughs> I did a lot of things when I was here. See ya. Hey, you can't punish me. I'm in the NFL now. You know, that's it, the way it, these guys work. It's, it's crazy. It works that way in college basketball, too. A lot of coaches seem to get away yep. with murder. With uh, yeah. whether, whether it's, you know, there, there's oh, just so many violations. Remember that big scandal, guys? 
The uh, big yeah. scandal. Who's the only guy? What, Robert Person? What about all everybody else? Remember, Gabe, when this thing went Chuck down? Chuck Person. Yeah, the rifleman. Yeah, sorry, Chuck, sorry, Chuck Person. Yeah, I love Chuck Person. Well, well, you know Chuck the fuck. We'll get, let's get this to the crazy. picks, but you know it was comical, yeah, guys. Yeah. Roy Williams the other day said that he's been in college basketball for 38 years, and not once has anybody ever asked him for an envelope. Not once has he ever offered. He goes, I don't even know what anyone's talking about. Yeah. Coach Krzyzewski said the same thing the other day. He goes, all this stuff's garbage. He goes, it's all, it's all made up. He goes, uh, college basketball is clean. He goes, I've never seen anything. And, and Bill Self said the same thing. Bill Self. Bill Self. Bill Self like, the the next one is, to be going down, by the way, I think. And I, know, I know Rick Pitino just went down. <laughs> I, I believe yeah. Bill Self's the next one to be going down. It's a good prediction. Yeah, Bill Self like, basically said no. And the funny thing is, you'll have the fathers of the players and stuff for the mother will basically state, yes, this coach came to my kitchen and offered us $100,000. <laughs> but no one believes no, them. No right? Because they're yeah, like, exactly. yeah, it's a black mother. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, well. It's like, well, why, why would she lie about this? What is she getting out of this? Like, is someone paying her to say that someone ought No. Do you ask her a question? It's like the guy now. I mean, that father of, of the recruit, Bowen, he's being honest, right? They asked him, who, who offered you money? And he basically said 12 schools, and he gave the list. He's like, yeah, even Creighton. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you, you got, you guys the remember chips. the movie, movie Blue Chips with Nick Nolte? Yes. remember that movie, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that movie yeah. actually pretty much depicted what the coaching uh, is is going on in, in the college football. What happens in college football? They pretty much nailed it, I think. You know, as far as well, there was, there's and even houses a, yeah. and cars. Yeah. There's a text message trail with DeAndre Ayton's in the NBA now, so he doesn't care, right? But <laughs> it's basically it was like, listen, he'll he's going to cut Arizona, but. You know, he's going to need something. It was basically, he needs, you know, he's going to need some help, basically. And then they were like, what kind of help? And they're like, well, yeah. housing, housing and sort of <laughs> yeah. pocket money, which really meant like, yeah, a damn nice condo and $160,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'll take it off. Yeah, now you got the G League. Now you got the G League is going to be offering money, so the schools are going to have to offer money. But nevertheless... Yeah. Uh, Jamie Heath, the sportsbroker.com uh, with us. Jamie, nice I was call. saying earlier. On the under, on the under, give Jamie some props oh, on yeah. that Bill's Patriots thank, under. Thank Good you, stuff, thank, Jamie. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We're doing really well in the NFL as well as in college football. We're actually kicking ass in college football. We're doing really, really well. Uh, tonight we got three college football games, two MAC games where we've been destroying the MAC conference. I feel like our insiders are actually a part of the MAC conference. That's how well we're doing with the MAC conference. And then again, we got a great uh, NFL game today. Uh, just kidding. Uh, we yeah, we got a one and six and against a one and seven. The NFL uh, network. Of well, if we Thursday. win, it's great. Well, that's true yeah. too. But putting putting yeah. these Thursday concoctions uh, together, these games. Uh, ever since the Ram. Uh, Viking game we had on a Thursday night. These games have been complete duds. But, uh, <laughs> no. You know, but as far as you know, betting, betting in fantasy. Hey, you got you got to have something in this game. So obviously, you have to turn to us. The place to turn is it's one eight hundred two two zero six two six two. Visit our website. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Of course, we got a decision in this game. How could we not? But the thing is, too, we have a major, major game in the MAC tonight as well. We love a game again in the MAC. We're killing it. So give us a call, 1-800-220-6262. Uh, you can check out the website as well, thesportsbrokers.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Jamie's been uh, very, very good uh, with college football all season long uh, with us on college football uh, today. Uh, so, yeah, this game tonight. Great show, by the way. I love that show. We appreciate it. We appreciate it, Jamie. Um, um, so... You know, you look at this game tonight, and yeah, the records, but it is a Bay Area, a Bay Area battle 
And it's going to be the last Bay Gruden. Area battle because they're going to Vegas. This is the last one. You'll That's a good point. Never have another one again. So Gruden, exactly. Gruden, Gruden's a tank. But at the same point in time, he doesn't really just want to go 1-15. You know, like he wants, you know, he's already sort of accomplished what he needs to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, like he got, he got, he has five first round picks over the next three years. They, they did a good job. They weren't going to win with Khalil Mack anyways. At the time, we all, how do you do this? But they weren't going to win. Doesn't matter. You know, they got two first round draft picks out of it. They got a first round. They fleeced the Cowboys for a first round pick. They got their own picks. They have five first round picks over the next three years. But he needs to throw a ball in the Raider Nation a bit. You can't lose every damn game every week. And like you said, Jamie, you know, I think he'd like to win on the way out here. And plus, it's on national television. Gruden's an egomaniac. He doesn't want to, he knows they're going to be talking about him all night. And the camera's going to be on him. He doesn't want to lose this game tonight. Then you got San Francisco, who I think they're going through the motions at this point. It's a tough game. I like a lot of the props. So, like you said, it's a good thing the sports brokers uh, will, will hook you up uh, with a side here tonight. And me and Cam were talking about this. I think there'll be some points, Jamie. You know, when you get no these defense. piece of crap teams that play together often, you know, they'll be throwing the football. The Raiders, Derek Carr, you know, throws the football. He had, he had the game of his season last week against the Colts. Even though Amari Cooper's not there, he wasn't really doing anything anyways. So no. I think a lot of people think, oh, the Raiders' offense will just, you know, or sort of has stalled. But they moved the ball, the Raiders. Yeah, you know, I, I think there'll be the some ball. points. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Raiders have moved the ball a lot this year, and uh, they've scored actually their share of points, too. They had the Colts. They were beating the Colts last week. And then, of course, like in pretty much all their games this year, they've blown leads. They've blown leads in just about every game they've played. So you're right, Gabe. There, there should be a lot of throwing, airing it out. The only concern I have right now uh, with the total is the status of, of one C.J. Beathard. He's pretty much a game-time decision. They, have, they don't know if he's going to play or not going to play. They're pretty much going to tell you literally a half hour, maybe even – right when the game kicks off, whether he's playing or not. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on. That's why the total is fluctuating between the 46, the 44. Right now it's actually around 44, 44 and a half. So that is something to definitely keep an eye on. I think yeah, he's going to play. I think so too, but the thing is, and also the line, the, if the line plays with him and he's banged up, think about this. Like the, the guy's obviously gimpy, and that could be a bad situation for them, Yet, the, but the line is going to be higher in San Francisco's favor, might, might probably go back up to three if he's playing. But you know what I mean, Gabe? He could be playing hurt. It could be a benefit to the Oakland Raiders in that spot. I don't know what you guys are thinking. That's, a, good no, that's, a, great, that's a great point. Like, what about made. Beathard? Well, yeah, like, who, who, like, you know what I mean? And Gabe, yeah, you've he seen the numbers, too. To he's been regressing. Yeah. He's been regressing huge over the last few weeks. After a great start and uh, yeah, the Green Bay game from the second half on, take a look at his numbers. Like, they've, they've been, been horrible. He, he, was, he was gross last week against the Cardinals. Yeah, he really so. was. He's little, he pretty much cost them. <laughs> the game in that yeah, game. he was bad. Yeah, yeah and uh, you're right. So uh, you know, a, 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 a <laughs> guy that has a, a bad right wrist and a bad right thumb, you might he might not be able to even grip the football, so you might be you, – you're exactly. exactly right. You're, you're probably better off with the kid from Southern Miss in this spot, so you're probably right. Yeah, Nick Mullins. Um, Little Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, yeah. Temple, Temple in Central Florida is another interesting game uh, here tonight, Jamie. Uh, UCF, these guys are always crying that they don't get the respect. They're ranked number 12th. In the playoff poll right now, you know this is this is the first team that they could beat with a winning record. Actually, if um, you know, I guess it's their not their fault, but whatever it is, what it is, their schedule isn't great. A lot of people are trying to talk themselves into Temple tonight. Temple are bad, but they're not great. You know, if they fall behind, I, I to me, there'll be points in this game. 
I I, I'm so surprised too. the total's not a little higher, actually. I, I like the over 58 and a half here, Jamie. Well, that's that's because uh, temp, the Temple Owls actually bring defense to the to the plate to the game. Uh, that's probably why the total's actually as low as it is. Mackenzie Milton, for some ungodly reason, didn't play a couple weeks back against East Carolina. They had a week off to prepare this for this game against Temple. Uh, Temple escaped with their lives against Cincinnati. The, this game, to me, I, I mean, Central Florida, they they are the Rodney Dangerfields of college football. Last year, they didn't win, they didn't lose a game. They were co-national championships uh, champions with Alabama. They actually beat Auburn in the bowl game. That was the one team that Alabama lost to last year, if anyone remembers. But uh, Central Florida, look, let's face it. Yeah, they haven't really played anybody, but they, they, they do the job. They win their games. They, they do what they're supposed to do. I see them winning this game. Uh, I actually see them winning this game pretty comfortably. Like you said, if Temple gets behind early, they don't have the they don't have the firepower to, to, to come back in a game like this against Central Florida. Plus, their star running backs banged up. I I, I agree with you. I think there'll be a lot of scoring. I don't see uh, Central Florida missing a beat in this game. They're home, where they absolutely annihilate teams, and they average anywhere from like, I believe like forty seven to forty eight points a game. Just them scoring alone. So if you're talking about a total that's 58 and a half right now, I'm with you, Gabe. I like the over as well. Hey, guys, what about uh, Northern Illinois Akron? Like the total? 37. Well, that's the exact opposite. That's the exact opposite. I'm like, 37? That is the exact opposite of the spectrum. You're talking about two teams that actually play defense. When you talk about the Northern Illinois Huskies, they only gave up six points last week in Provo, Utah. Now, I know... BYU is not exactly an offensive juggernaut, but still, to give up six points on the road, that says something to me. In Northern Illinois, aside from a game against uh, Florida State and Florida State, they've played phenomenal defense. They only gave up 17 points to the Utah Utes uh, about a month or so ago. So this is one team that plays defense, and, and the Akron Zips actually, they play defense as well. Yep, so I do. think this is going to be a, a pretty defensive-fought game, low-scoring game. I see the winning team probably scoring about 20 points. Jamie Heath, thesportsbrokers.com. Jamie, the number to call. And if you're thinking, guys, well, hey, there's just this game tonight. I don't really care about this Raider game. Money's money. And uh, they've got some Mac games tonight. Like I said, uh, him and Kevin have been killing the college uh, this year. And you got NBA and everything else. And you know what's crazy, guys? A game I like in the NBA tonight, the Sacramento Kings. They're on Six fire, the two. Kings, right now. They're, they're, they're actually Six winning games ATS. on the road. They're winning games on the road. When, is, when, when yeah. was the last time you could say the Sacramento Kings were actually winning games on the road? There are two. two Jamie, two the number to call. The number to call is 1-800-220-6262. My man Kevin Todd putting $50,000 on our MAC game today. 1-800-220-6262. Visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Join our website. We turn outcomes into income. Thanks, Jamie. We'll speak on Saturday morning. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
Level two. Game time decisions. Teddy Bridge Radio. I gave him a alongside Cam Stork. First hour uh, flew by. Thanks to Jamie Heath uh, for joining us. The Sports Brokers. Uh, com. Ricky Sanders, DayRoto.com, will join us in a 6 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll take a look at tonight's action from a DFS uh, perspective. And, you know, we got philosophical uh, with Whale Capper, but we'll get into some yep. games here. Uh, but we were talking about different methods of handicapping and numbers and analytics and gut and fading, the you know, perceptions and contrarian, etc. Uh, but I've, I've said this before, guys. If you're not a DFS player, fine. Yeah, and listen, I wouldn't. Yeah, DFS is freaking hard to win, man. So it is. You know, if you want to torture yourself, start playing DFS daily. But if let's say you're not a fantasy guy, you're not a DFS guy, but you're a gambler, you're leaving a lot of information on the table. And I, I caught on to this, like you know, I tell the story. I caught on to this about twelve, you know, years ago or so, maybe a little longer, in which uh, Pro Football uh, Weekly used to send me their their free magazine every year. And I was on the radio. We'd have them on. So every year I'd get the Pro Football Weekly, you know, preview, and fantasy started to become bigger. And then I got two magazines, but I was like, ah, I'm not a really huge fantasy guy. I play a bit on Yahoo and stuff, but more baseball or whatever. I was like, I gamble too much on the games. I don't have time for this. But I went through an NFL preview magazines, whatever. You already kind of know everything. College football preview magazines are better because so many new kids. So I kind of flipped through. I read it like really fast, and I was like, ah, whatever. Let me read this. Uh, let me read this fantasy preview magazine. And I was like, holy crap, man, there's a lot of information in this. And, you know, so same thing. DFS, guys, it's all about player projections, 1,000%. Well, the players, guys, they play on the teams, <laughs> right? And, therefore, yes. if the players are going to play well or not play well or have a good fantasy matchup or a bad fantasy matchup, it translates into a reality uh, matchup. Not always because there's fantasy garbage points. But where I'm going with, you can never have too much information, and the DFS stuff, guys, is real. So, like, when Ricky Sanders joins us and he starts talking about why he likes this player and he likes that, then let's start looking at the total of that game and how does it correlate into us making money from a betting perspective. You have to look at every angle. Uh, Whale Capper, let's jump in with tonight's game. Listen, people are going to make fun of it because of the team's records, but it maybe, maybe you've got an angle on this or you see something here. You know, what do you make of this game here tonight? Well, uh, it's pretty fitting that uh, the quarterback for the Niners, who are favored and have been favored all week, is a game-time decision uh, and tells you all you need to know about how the market feels about uh, the Oakland Raiders right now. Um, it, I, I saw a little nugget while I was uh, uh, waiting through the break there, and it uh, looks like the Niners have cut uh, Tom Savage. Uh, so yeah, probably I saw that. Go with, looks like Beathard's probably a go. I think that's what that says. Um, and, you know, if he's out there and if he's, you know, if he's limited by the shoulder injury that they're uh, expecting, then I think you're going to see a pretty conservative game plan call from uh, uh, from the Niners. I was really hoping, you know, before I knew how serious Beathard injury was, like I really wanted to get involved in the over on this game. Uh, I think you're talking yeah. about two defenses that have huge, huge yeah. limitations. Uh, and it could still turn into a track meet. Um you know, I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes these injury situations are too, you know, are, are overblown, uh, especially in a short week because we haven't seen the guy practice. We don't really know how bad it is. Um, you know, this 
this to me, I don't see an obvious uh, take on either side, uh, but it feels like it's either going to go way under the total or way over the total. So uh, yeah. I'm probably going to take, a, take, <laughs> yeah. take a couple swings on like some of the extremes, you know, like I'll probably get like under 39 and, and, you know, at like plus 200 and like over 49, you know, so, something, something fun like that just to make the game interesting. But I don't have a strong look at this one really at all. And, and guys, as we, uh, during the break, when we had Jamie Heath on, it's exactly what we talked about. Gabe, remember you say, Beathard's going to go, half point. So San Francisco's up to a smooth field goal now, at two and a half up to three in most spots. So, so it's better for us if we like the Raiders. Yeah, and I do. It's not Joe so. Montana playing here. Exactly. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, look at the number. <laughs> I know. And he's been, and as I said before, he's been regressing. Take a look at the last starts. Oh, Green time. Bay second half big and time. on. The guy's been brutal. That's the way it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm, 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 with the Raiders. I'm, I'm, I'm with the Raiders tonight. Maybe I'm in the minority. I'm with you, Gabe. I think the Raiders, I'll take the three points with the Raiders and uh, tease it uh, probably to the over. But, yeah, uh, you know, Whale Capper brings up a good point. It's probably going to be like a 13-10 to 10 type of game or it's going to be like 28-27 or something like that. It's going to go way over, way yeah. under. I agree with that. The tough, tough time with that total of 44.5, even for an NFL game. You want to go over, but... Who knows? It's tough. Very yeah, tough. this was really set up for a nice overspot uh, before that that injury news. I think on on Beathard. Uh, you know, we you know we know Shanahan is an offensive minded guy. Uh, he's got a short week. We keep you know he's going to go with his gut on a bunch of adjustments on his offensive side of the football, and you know could should could and should score points. So I guess if I have to have an official side on this one, I'm looking for an over. A lot of high profile games uh, this week. One of the more interesting games I find, and one of the trickier handicaps, I think, is the Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Ooh, um, you know, you look at the Falcons, yeah, coming back from their 1-4 their and four from the abyss. And I said at the time, many times, I said, guys, Washington or uh, Atlanta are capable of rattling off six, six out of seven games. They're going 7-1 and one and going on one of these streaky runs. They were better than 1-4, and four, uh, but they still have their defensive issues. And then you get Washington, who a lot of people are having a hard time buying in. You know, we talk about people don't buy into Carolina. And, you know, but to me, you know, Carolina are a much more solid all-around, you know, team than Washington, yet maybe they're not. I mean, Washington, Washington, Washington. seems to be gelling and sort of getting better, and their confidence is growing on a weekly basis. Alex they Smith be- is just a winner. They feel good. The defense, you bring in a Clinton Dix. You got Swearingers playing good football. Josh Norman's earning his money. Gruden calls a good game. I like his play calling. Their defensive line is good. They've done a good job drafting over the last couple of years. Like, you know, the Redskins, I like the Redskins to beat the Falcons here. I don't see the Falcons so going I. onto the East Coast and winning a game on grass like this. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Adrian Peterson is running the football angrily. And yep. I, I just think the Redskins are more physical and can beat, beat Atlanta in this spot, guys. Mm. This one's one. This one is maybe the most interesting one to talk about uh, in terms of there are a bunch of handicapping angles to dive into. Uh, you got Atlanta coming off a bye, which is interesting. Uh, you have a defensive-minded head coach in Dan Quinn, uh, who lost his two most important pieces early in the season. Never really had the time to kind of step back and kind of figure out what to do defensive adjustment-wise to kind of fix the problem. And as a result, Atlanta was just giving up gobs of yards, gobs of points, week in, week out. 
Um, I was shocked that they held the uh, the Giants to whatever it was, 20 points. And, and that was really like 13 points because so many of those points came, you know, in the, in the very later stages of that game uh, when it was out of reach. But, uh, you know, with the bye and with the opportunity to kind of get in and try to fix things, I would expect a better performance here out of the Atlanta defense than what people are kind of used to seeing so far this season. And you bring up uh, Adrian Peterson, which is a fascinating point, too. If you kind of go back through the last couple of years, uh, Peterson has had these, you know, t- small windows uh, where he was awesome. And it looks to me, at least, like the more he gets used, uh, the less effective he becomes. And there was a couple examples last year where they, you know, the, the Cardinals, I think, yep. uh, rushed him over 30 yards, you know, over 30 attempts in the game. And then the next game he comes back out and he rushes for under two yards of carry. Like his legs were No, just you're dead. exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly yeah, right. And I'm, for the fantasy world, you're yeah. right. I remember that last year. People were like, you got to jump on Adrian Peterson. And then no, the next don't. week <laughs> he, he would follow up a big game with a dud. You're right. But this year yeah. is different. He's yeah, been consistently, been. I mean, I remember yeah. this year they said he was the first guy to be over 30 years old to rush for 95 yards or more in four straight games. So it really just hasn't been a one week off this year. Yeah, it hasn't. But you look at his usage and he's ticked up from 17 carries three weeks ago, 24 carries two weeks ago, 26 carries last week. So it's yeah. gotta, yeah. there's got to yeah. be something yeah. there that's potentially accumulating. And if they look to lean on him pretty heavily in this game, and uh, you got a healthy Grady Jarrett back now for the uh, for the uh, Falcons D line, that's going to be important. Um, you know, the Falcons still can't tackle well, uh, but if for whatever reason Peterson is a step slow because of all the miles he's logged these last three weeks, I think this really opens up a good look at both. Uh, Falcons money line and uh, the under in the game. I had a tough time deciding between the two. Um, I le- I ended up going with the under here, under forty eight and a half, I think, uh, and uh, it was based on you know that angle with uh, the likelihood of of uh, Redskins main engine being a little little slow potentially. Uh, also, the uh, the Redskins don't have the tools to attack. Atlanta, where they are especially vulnerable. Alex Smith is not throwing, you know, 15, 25-yard passes down, you know, strikes down the field that are, you know, where Atlanta absolutely gets eaten alive. Um, And so I think, you know, you're going to see more of a control game here. Atlanta out on a sloppy field instead of in a nice, you know, nice controlled surface, fast fast turf, uh, I think slows them down a little bit. So I think under is the right – uh, the right way to look in this one, and I'm on under 48 and a half at about minus 104, I think. Whale Capper, we haven't talked about one game this week. I want to get your take: Detroit and Minnesota. Kind of an intriguing game. Minnesota laying five, and Detroit got embarrassed at home uh, by Seattle. Yeah. Came in there and kicked their ass, and and then we saw Minnesota and Kirk Cousins with the the mistakes they made against the Saint against the Saints. So two teams are going to be pretty desperate and angry. What do you think about this one? Minnesota minus five, total 49. Yeah, my only real angle on this one is a motivational angle uh, against the Lions. Uh, I think trading Golden Tate was a strange move and a signal to your team in your locker room that uh, we are giving up on season. Uh, he was a pretty outspoken guy. He was a you know a, a leader in that locker room, so to speak. And moving on from him was was a weird was a weird thing to do when you're on the cusp of a bunch of uh, NFC North matchups. Uh, you know, why you wouldn't want to have such a dynamic weapon out there on the field, especially when they're the most successful, um, you know, part of the Detroit offense has been when they've been trotting out three and four wide receiver sets. And a ton of that is because you can get Golden Tate in the slot and, you know, throw him a two-yard pass and he takes it for 15 yards. And 
it's strange that they made that move. I think that has an impact on the team's mentality. Uh, and, uh, you know, Stafford is not playing particularly clean football right now. Minnesota, you know, they, that defense is probably ripe for, uh, a game where they create a couple turnovers and, and set, set the, uh, uh, set the Minnesota team up with some short fields. Minnesota's offense has been on, absolutely on a roll, uh, this season up until they ran into the Saints last week, which was, uh, which was a weird game. I don't have an explanation for what, what happened with that, with that, uh, that game. That was a bizarre one. But, uh, I think Minnesota gets a bounce back spot here and wins by more than a touchdown. So I'm laying the points on, on the, uh, on the Vikings this week. Speaking of bizarre, too, I like where you're going with that, too. I think it's a fair number. Uh, speaking of bizarre, we'll get to this after um, when Will Capper goes, but uh, Matt Patricia just being a jerk-off to, like, the media yesterday for no reason. Didn't like the way the guy was sitting. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. He talked to me. He said uh, he wouldn't answer the question. He started bitching to the guy in the media about his posture. He said, you know, yeah. you always come yeah. in here sitting like that. And the guy would go, the guy said, I'm just sitting here. He goes, I'm just sitting yeah. here. Does he, he rip goes, him yeah, about his exactly. cut? You know? Yeah, he goes, exactly. He goes, you just, like, he goes, you just sit there and want answers. It's like, yeah, that's his job to ask you. Like, I don't know, man. Like, the guy thinks he's Bill Belichick, and it's it's cute or funny, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like you said, too, the guy's like the biggest slob-looking coach in the NFL, and you're worried about this the, the guy in the media's posture. It's like, yeah, keep worry about his posture, coach. Just wait when you lose a game. See how the Detroit Free Press treats you, jackass. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we, we we got some big ones coming up, Seattle and the Chargers. What, what do you make oh, of this one, Whale Capper? This is a fun game. Oh man, it is. I'll tell you fun. what, guys. Uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is seventeen and four straight up at home when the Seahawks are favored by seven points or less, which just shows he wins close games at home. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, you, and you know, Cam Newton, uh, Cam Newton, and Russell Wilson maybe put them in the same conversation, not getting respect this season, even though they're absolute proven quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, and I would say that I, ha- I thought real long and hard about taking the Chargers in this one. They're coming off a bye. They're they have some momentum. Uh, they won what four games in a row. They're five and two in the season. They're starting to make some noise in the AFC. They're starting to look like a true contender. Uh, Seattle, on the other hand, and this is surprising to me too. They've only played two home games. They've got six games left at CenturyLink Field. Uh, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. They're going to have, and they have they're some easy game. games left too. They have, they, they look like they are, and they have some. They have a couple games left against the. Uh, the Cardinals and the Niners, you know, they're going to chalk up some some wins here. And this is a pretty pivotal game. Uh, I would say, um, you know, there has been some, uh, you know, some in some ways the, the home field advantage up there in Seattle has been diminished a little bit because uh, they don't have the mean, they don't have the as complete a defense that can really take advantage of the loud crowd. Um, and so, you know, all that said, I like the way that some of the pieces are coming back and getting healthy in Seattle. You got KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner both playing again. Finally, uh, you got a couple of guys in the uh, secondary who have really stepped up their play. Uh, they know how to coach them up on the defensive backfield in Seattle. It's pretty impressive. And uh, Frank Clark emerging on the defensive line. So Seattle actually is kind of a frisky, uh, is a frisky uh, low-priced home favorite this week in my eyes. Uh, but I ended up going again with the under in this one. Um, I think that, uh, you know, where, where Seattle has made a ton of, uh, of their 
big plays that have led to touchdowns has been uh, spectacular play action from Russell Wilson uh, leading to guys just wide freaking open down the field. And so he hasn't even really had to be particularly accurate. He just has to really sell play action and he gets a guy, you know, yep. running uncovered, you know, 25 yards. And it's, it's not that's not going to come easily against this uh, this Chargers defense. These Chargers cornerbacks and safeties can cover extremely well. I would not expect to see them do a ton of biting on the play action and, and leaving guys wide open. Where the Chargers defense is suspect is their tackling, uh, and I don't see a bunch of threats on the Seattle offensive side of the ball that they're going to be getting a ton of yards after catcher, uh, you know, or making making the Chargers pay in that way. Uh, and so I think this is going to be a pretty tightly contested game, uh, pretty low scoring, probably more field goals than touchdowns. And when I see a total like 47 and a half, I couldn't help myself. I got involved in the under and, uh, you know, hopefully there's a bit of weather too, but uh, you never know. Well, if you want to uh, get a lot smarter, listen to Whale Capper's podcast. Uh, get all the links over on his Twitter page, whale underscore capper, whale underscore capper. Great stuff. We appreciate the time. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience uh, of the intermission, but thanks for the time, Will Capper. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Here's our boy Yang, Gabe, giving him, giving himself the old Barry Horowitz. On the, I like the music I selected today, fellas. <laughs> I don't know where. I think Marenzi's checking that cable box. He's gonna have so he's gonna have some issues with the the people at the. I don't even know who the who the cable provider is. Yang, do you know his cable provider? Is it Cox Cable or Warm Time Warner or who the hell's the cable cable provider? Cable um, guy. Yeah, I, I really don't know um, any Jersey cable companies. <laughs> it's cable Vision. Cable Vision. Yeah, yeah cable. You, you don't got no cable vision. No vision if you got no TV. Yeah, you, you can't see. There's optimum. no cable vision. Yeah, free, freaking optimum. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> went to check on it, and uh, no. I'm Not really so about much. to snap, too. I wanted to watch this piece of crap game tonight. Well, I can watch yeah, it online, I, but you can. But it's nice to have a TV you, instead of your computer for something different, right? Yeah. Well, I have it. I'm paying. The cable is up and running. Yeah. The, the the cable is up and running, but it's it's not turning on. It just keeps rebooting and stuff. And I don't want after the show. I don't want to stay on. Uh, yeah, with these yeah exactly. Forty five minutes, which exactly. I know it won't work. Like that was the thing. Like I was on. I was on with this lady for like twenty eight minutes or whatever, and it still doesn't work. Like it was pointless. You know what I mean? Yep. 
I do know. Shake me down for eighty bucks to get this to work to come here, and I'm gonna have to wait a couple of days. It's like it's ridiculous, man. I told you, I deal with these turkeys all the time, and there's nobody worse than dealing with it. They know every trick in the book to to antagonize you. You think that stuff? You think that music that they play is there for for your health? It's there because it's the most annoying song, and the way they talk and the way they push you back in line, it just makes you absolutely explode. It's like it's like their big joke on us, you know. I I would I would love the the one thing I'll give them credit for. I'm only on hold for a minute all the time. Really? Oh, I've been on yeah, hold. It's really, it's, I put it on speaker because I'm, I'm, I've been on hold gate for over an hour before. So I can't even. It's it hurts annoying. To keep the phone up there. You know? Come it's on. hard to get to them. Like, you got to hit zero like 38 times. Yeah. You know, they want you to be all automated, but I just keep hitting zero, zero, zero. Yeah, zero, yeah. Over and then and somebody over. picks Finally, up and says, yeah. this guy's not listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. That's I know. It's time one too. minute or so. Yeah, yeah but I haven't. You know, it's, it's it's the same crap. Like, it, don't tell me that it takes an hour and a half to boot up a cable box. Like, really? Like, this is garbage. You know. It is it's freaking it frustrating, man. When my box goes down, it usually week. takes me five five minutes, five to ten minutes stops to get everything back, yeah. back running well. Like that's the thing you got. Like I'm looking at the modem right now. It's got different colors on it, right? So the when the Wi-Fi, it's like blue and then green, and yeah, you unplug it all, you put it back, and it should take no longer than ten minutes. That's for an old system too. Frustration, man. Oh yeah, nothing runs smooth, buddy. It's that's life. Anyway, I do have good news for you. Your bets are in, so we're ready to rock tonight. Ready to go. Yeah, we've had a good week systematically building the account up. Um. I'm sort of regretting. 90, I should have went bigger. Want, want to put a parlay together? You got 91 cents. Why don't we just put a fun parlay together with it? Say it hits. Win like maybe 100 bucks or something. Why don't you do uh, all those picks uh, no, no. and, and parlay? Leave the, no? 91, leave the 91 cents in there. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like when the account's at zero. Oh, yeah. I get it. I get it. It's one of those things. Yeah, you, You'd rather see 91 cents. It's like a bank account. Yeah, 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 it's like it's a bank. Got, yeah. You don't want to yeah, have yeah, 0.0. There's, 0 yeah. there's something there. Yeah. There's a little bit of a nugget in there. Yeah, I, I see. I see your point. Yeah, yeah no, I see I'll say that. That's I'll, actually true. It's psychological, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for a rainy day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for in sure. In case I tell you, whatever, if I go 0-9 tonight or something, I'll say I can't put a 17-team put a 91-cent parlay in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of these people you see every week on Twitter, these jackasses oh, out there hitting $300,000 parlays and I don't know, Not man. Me. It must take a million of them. Like, the guy last week had Kansas on the money line, parlayed with uh, Purdue on the money line. Wow. It's like, really? You parlayed Kansas to be TCU and Purdue to beat Ohio State? <laughs> Some know? people, do you know what it is? It's it's like those people. He put 60 bucks it's, on it's it. Not I like think he guy, won, like, yeah. 14000 or something. It well, was ridiculous, it's, you know? It's not, like the guy, it's not like the guy really thought, hey, Kansas and Purdue. It's like he basically does the same thing probably every week. Take two of the biggest dogs, parlay them, and one once in every, like, 250 times it hits, right? So that's I'm exactly be honest, what it is. It almost seems like once a year, like one week a year, yeah. it seems like these it's, do they do. you got to pick the right year, right? you got to pick the right week. No, it does happen once a year, but... Who's to say, right? And you also have to be on, you have to be on the right games too, because you know the, not not every uh, big pooch like that is going to come in. That's for sure. But you're right. There's usually one huge underdog weekend in college football. Uh, Pie man uh, thinks the music's a little bit better. It's a notch better, he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yang was really giving himself the Barry Horowitz there. I don't know. Uh, it's not like a award winning or anything. Yeah, Pie, Pie man's a tough critic though. You know, he's uh, he likes it hard and edgy when he when you're driving truck. You know what I mean? He 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 he. Pie man a, wasn't a he, fan. He was not a fan. Yeah, he's regular listener. He's a trucker, 
And uh, yeah, he's not a fan of Bon Jovi. He doesn't want to hear yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah, no more show. Bon Jovi. Yeah, too light. Too light. So, uh, yeah, let's go with some. Um, I'm seeing some updates yeah, keep, keep, now that Nick Mullins is going to start, yeah. Gabe. I'm seeing a report that oh. Nick Mullins is going to start for the 49ers. Interesting. Good. Right you got my, we, you yeah. just got my bet in. Raiders yeah, plus three. Sh- that's exactly what I did before the line changes, buddy. Watch it go down. See, that's why we get it. We do oh, these yeah, things yeah, yeah. early. There's a method to my. I bet madness. you it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna go down to like uh, one I, and a I half. I think or one something. and a half. I was and like gonna I say said, one one and a Bethard, half. Bethard doesn't even like I said. It's not like you know what Bethard's a line mover suddenly now. The guy, whatever, man. Yeah. He threw for some yards when they were trailing, and you know he is what he is. He's a backup quarterback. He's a young, less than average backup quarterback. They could put I up like, some though? numbers. It was different when I liked them against the Packers because I knew they were. I thought they'd be playing from behind. Starting out, the Packers just suck, and uh, I ended up losing that prop. I, I like this better for the total, though, because I'll tell you, and you know Mullins, Gabe. He might make a big play now and then, but I, I can see maybe a pick six waiting. Even that old aged Raiders secondary, there will be some mistakes made on some plays. So I think uh, I think the, the total. Yeah, what's my number on the, the over? What's my uh, number on on the total? Let me hold on. Let me go into your account here. Because uh, the total will come down a little bit now too. I got screwed on that. Yeah, yeah, you're good call. It's you got it at forty five. Uh, sorry, forty four and a half. It's forty four now. So you got okay, you gained a half bad. point. Yeah, you gained a half point with the Raiders because you got it at three. It's two and a half, right? And now it was forty four and a half. Now it's forty four. You win some, you lose some. Yin and yang. Yeah, but it's the, baseball. The four, Forty-five is a key number, though, right? Yeah. At least so. Yeah, it's yeah, it's forty. Yeah, exactly. Forty-five and a half, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> like no, it's forty-four to forty-six. Yes, actually, uh, that sorry, we, sorry, we, that yeah. helps both of you. What am I talking about? That helps you. Forty-four. Oh yeah, I should have waited to get it at forty-four. Sorry, that's yeah, that's my bad because yeah, you had forty-four and a half and you liked the over. So I was, uh, I was thinking, man, it would have been nice to get it at forty, like twenty to fourteen. Sorry, 24, 20, 44. Yeah, so you see, it's only a half a point. It's not a big deal. Ra- Raiders are going to win the game. To, yeah, I like the Raiders today. I, I took, I got them on the money line actually at plus one. When I made the bet earlier in the week, I got plus one forty-two. It's plus one twenty now. So I'm on the Raiders. I think the Raiders win. I think they cover. I'm teasing them to the over. And yeah, I'm all in on the Raiders tonight. I think they get it done. I'm not betting the forty. Talking about this. Sure. Talking about the Sacramento Kings earlier. It's one of the games I like tonight in the NBA and. They're in Atlanta this evening, and Trey, you know, you got Trey Young on Atlanta, and you know the kid's all right. I, he's actually been, you know, I think he's going to be better than I gave him credit for. Uh, you know, he's hitting some shots. He doesn't look out of place in the NBA, but he just uh, there's not a lot of talent on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, you know, like they're they're no. you know. Remember, you warned me. Trey Young. You warned me. You warned me earlier on in the oh, league. against Cleveland. Yeah, and I yeah. Cleveland smashed them. They smashed them. They I know. killed I, them. I, I, Cleveland sucked, and I, they killed them. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was on Cleveland. I'm like, I should have gone more, but I understood your point of view. I'm like, am I really going to smash a bet with the Cleveland Cavaliers minus four against Atlanta? They murdered them. That's how bad Atlanta well, is. Yeah, I, I feel. Well, it's, I it's was also one say, game in a season. Yeah, but you can also argue and say, well. Right now, do you really want to lay? Should the Sacramento Kings really be road favorites? Are you willing to bet on Sacramento? But against Atlanta, yes. Yeah, Atlanta's I mean, not a real good know, home dog. So why? Yes, I, I. What is it? Two points? It's minus two, right? Look, I'm looking at the. To me, it's about the level of talent. Exactly. So we're money lining this game. It's just Correct. so. Yeah, people are going to stay away because people don't trust Sacramento. But let's look at who, who does Atlanta have. So Atlanta's got Trey Young. They got uh, nobody. They've got uh, what? Vince Carter. 
Uh, Torin Prince. Torin, Torin Prince, yeah. That's about yeah, Torin it. Torin Prince, kid from Kansas. Kent Bazemore. Bazemore's all right. Um, Alex Len. Uh, Deadman. They do have Jeremy Lin. Although uh, Jeremy Lin, uh, Jeremy Lin um, doesn't play all that much. He's only scored about 12 points a game. They're basically an expansion team. You they know? are. They're, they're, yeah, like Deadman, They're basically Len. an expansion team. Yeah, like they look at these yeah, guys. Yeah, it's just a bunch of cast-offs and guys and whatever. Now, let's look at Sacramento. You you like Buddy Heald the other night. Buddy Heald starting to become oh, he was awesome. a consistent player. Willie Cauley-Stein's killing it this year, Ken. Yeah, yes, he is. Like Will, Willie Cauley-Stein uh, this year is having a great he's season. A, he's, he's averaging a 17 points too. a game. He's averaging 17 points a game, nine rebounds a game, 35 fantasy points a game. Like he's, you know, he's having a very good year. He's he's coming into his own. He's more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got Buddy Heald. You know, you got you know Buddy Heald and Trey Young, both Oklahoma and, stars, and, and, actually. And Bagley, like look at the young guys: Bagley, Fox, even Shumpert. Could, he he can run hot and cold. Zach Randolph, a veteran, like he's better veteran than the guys that they have in the Hawks. Buddy Heald, you talked about it, like Collie Stein. That's a good like they they have a nice De'Aaron young Fox. Florida. Yeah. Now, De'Aaron Fox is questionable for tonight, but I'm seeing he's, he's been upgraded to probable. I, they're expecting him to play. There's a queue next to him on DK right now, but they're expecting him to play. Remember, I was very, very high on De'Andre Fox coming out of Kentucky. Uh, remember, he, he schooled uh, Lonzo Ball yes, in, that, uh, in the NCAA tournament game. And last year, Fox was a rookie. He averaged 12 points a game. You know, Sacramento were pretty bad. And, you know, he got hurt a bit. This year, he's better. Like, uh, you know, in his second year, he wasn't a bust last year, but he wasn't a star. You know what I mean? He, you know, he didn't kill it, but he, he wasn't a bust. If you look this year, 17 points per game, six, uh, seven rebounds, 6.9 uh, assists per game, 3.9 boards. Kids in his second year, he's giving you 17, 7, and 4 right now. What the hell? I told people he'd be better picked. What's Lonzo Ball giving you? Like, and another thing is, De'Aaron Fox plays defense, and that's like the pleasant surprise. And like, words out in the NBA, they're like, "Wow, this kid's like a shutdown defender." Like, De'Aaron Fox is like his reputation is skyrocketed early this year because he plays defense, like pretty good defense too, which is unheard of, like for Sacramento or Phoenixes and these type of teams. So, Sacramento, man, they're six and two against the spread. They've got guys that can play. Like, you know, they're deeper than Atlanta. They, you know, I don't care it's on the road. Like, you, you got Trey Young. You got Baysmore. Fine. You know, we got De'Aaron Fox. We got uh, we got Collie Stein. Um, you know, we go down the list. We're just Sacramento are a deeper team than Atlanta. And they're more talented. It's Way weird more. to say and, that about the Sacramento no. Kings, but they are. And they're 6-2 no, and two against the spread for a reason. They're playing good you, basketball. You said it. And the young talent, the young core that they have is good. They're not the laughing stock joke anymore. They've actually done well in the draft now. Now they're starting to at least build it. They're 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 not a team that people are just going to be going, oh, yeah, it's Sacramento. Chalk it up for an early win, Gabe. These guys, they did some really good things. Well, they got to keep it up. Them. Yeah. Like, if they're real, they win this game tonight. And I'm not even saying they're a playoff team. But Sacramento are generally usually, you know, a 22-win team and a laughing stock. You know, like, if they win this game tonight, you know, you take them a little bit more seriously. And it's like, all right, you know. So, yeah, it's Atlanta, but it's on the road, the East Coast. You've already had a nice trip here. You beat Orlando. You know what I mean? 
You're telling me they can beat Orlando straight up, but they can't beat these guys? Orlando actually have some players. Yeah, they do. Like, Sacramento don't suck, man. Colley Stein's playing well. Buddy Heel can hit shots. Aaron Fox is a really, really good young player. They've got talent, this team. I'm with you. I'm buying into Sacramento, and, and so far Vegas hasn't made the adjustment of them improving a lot more than no. people think. And I like to. And I, I like they to, should I like be, four, to be on top four and a half point favorites in this game. Yeah, I would have made them. I would have made them four, three and a half, four, just because they are on the road and they're still young. We'll see what happens after tonight. But they're a team. Definitely, I'm going to be looking at taking a lot more as a home dog, and and, and small short favorites on the road against shitty teams like the Atlanta Hawks. No, I'm with you, man. Let's buy. Let's buy in because finally Sacramento's starting to turn around. I'm happy. You know what I mean? Back with God, Gabe, when we were when we were growing up and stuff. Remember, we saw those games every year. It was them and the Lakers, Lottie Devatch, the 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 big rivalry between Sacramento yeah, was, and LA. I was they past about, growing up at that point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, sorry, sorry. When we were when we were when we were younger lads, I remember Sacramento actually playing with everybody and being one of the better teams in the NBA. And they were just dog shit for so long. It's so nice that they're actually, you know, going to be. They had a brief good young run. Players. They had a brief run for about six six years, I'd say, or so. Five, five seven years where, yep. like you said, they, they were on TV. They were in the playoffs. You know what I mean? They were good. It was, was Chris, was Chris Webber, right? Yes, yeah. Vladdy Dean and Chris Webber. And, you know, that, man, they got screwed. They should have been the Lakers. Who else did they have there? Remember Pollard? <laughs> Scott Pollard was on that team. <laughs> oh, Mike yeah, they, Bibby. They were... Yeah, good call, yeah. Christie, Doug yeah, Christie, Doug Christie, yeah, uh, Mike Bibby was the point guard. Bibby, yeah, Chris they, Webber, they were, they were Scott Pollard. Yeah, yep. I used to like that Sacramento yeah. team. They should have beaten the Lakers. They, they were, that was one of they the were worst. Gritty. Oh, they got hosed. They got hosed in that, that was game. one of the worst it's rigged games in the history of NBA. It was NBA, definitely. Yeah. You said it, and I will. I will go to my grave. I will tell you that game was fixed. The, the oh, Sacramento they, they Kings couldn't the get NBA, one call in that game. It was a joke. Like, they you know set how those bit- refs as mercenaries to Sacramento. Basically, yeah, oh. guys, it was a game seven, and Sacramento and the Lakers were in game seven against Shaq and Kobe. And oh, Sacramento were going to win. It was they it were. was at home. It was game seven, and right from the onset, foul, foul, yeah. foul. Weber had like four fouls on him, and to like the league was, didn't yeah. want Sacramento in the NBA Finals. Sort of like Toronto. It was like they basically said over our dead effing body are the Sacramento Kings going to the NBA Finals. We're not going to let it happen. Not against the Lakers. And they did it. It literally was. And the other one, too, was when they screwed Mark Cuban, which they really did. Remember when Miami won? Like Dwayne Wade was like pushing people over and oh, traveling. Yeah. Dallas it was, got it was, it was yeah. beyond. It was beyond control. It was crap. Like, yeah, the NBA. Like you think the NFL's bad people? Like take a look at the NBA with, with what they've done. That Sacramento game should go down as like one of the biggest screw jobs in sports history. At least it, it really we, is. We talk, though no, we talk about Seattle. Like we talk about the Seattle. No, it is the Seattle Pittsburgh. No, the Seattle Pittsburgh uh, game. You just got a couple of bad calls. That no, were, the referee. The referee said he, he said this was one of the worst. Ref, he, the guy had admitted afterwards yeah. Bill Levy he goes that was the worst officiating game I did a horrible job whatever but I'm going to say and as a Seahawk fan game I'm even going to say the Sacramento game was a bigger screw job because from buzzer to buzzer it was even worse than the Seahawks game yeah but the Levy guy didn't deliberately screw the Seahawks he was just dumb and at the lunch he was just having a bad day and you, you Seahawks <laughs> end up getting screwed like the <laughs> really NBA the yeah. NBA basically like sabotaged Sacramento. Oh, yes, they <laughs> you did. know. Oh, for sure. They, they did. sent three. There was Joey Danny Joey Crawford, the the assassin went. That's why I remember a couple of years ago when the Raptors was against Garnett and uh, Pierce and the Nets, 
and uh, I was at the game, and I saw Crawford come out. I was like, oh yeah, like they, you're screwed. They're set. They're yeah, they're setting it up. Like they're, they're setting in the goon squad. And I don't know if you guys remember Raptor fans. If you remember, Garnett fouled out of the game, but they didn't get him out of the game. They let someone else claim the foul. It was it was that bad, you know. The NBA has some real black eyes over the years like that. They've gotten better, though. They really have. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. There you go. Pie bad likes that, gang. Yeah, Pie Man likes that. That's better. Soon we'll be playing. We can play some new homicide too. Yeah, there you go. Don't worry about the copyright infringements. But I love your line, except for the other guys in the band. They might want to cut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get, we get sued a, after the fight. Hey, hey, Gabe, I heard you play our song for over thirty seconds. Where's our check? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we uh. We've been hit on Carton and Friends a couple of times with uh, copyright. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's watch weird. Your we, watch your step. Yeah, they, I don't know. We play a lot of different music, basically, just any song. And, you know, it's rare. I think it's ACDC, actually. I think if you play real ACDC, they get you. <laughs> like, there's certain <laughs> bands that don't care, right? Like, there's certain bands that have, like, an alert out there that, you know, they know. Other bands just don't give yeah. a crap, you yeah. know? So, um, you know, you know uh, we had the Taylor Stevens in studio today. On, oh, uh, she made it friends. nice. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. And she yep, put together body a TV. Put together your chair and showed up. Yeah, and your I can't show? get the TV going right now. I'm about to snap. Five star. Man. Five star. One, I'm really about to snap. Like yeah, I'm just so sick of like dealing with garbage, man. But um, it is what it is. Um, yeah, we had Taylor Stevens and we had uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard on today. <laughs> yes. Except it got kind of. So it got. It, it got. got it got awkward. Yeah. Well, how did it get? How did it get? Tell me how it got awkward with Bo Duke. Yeah, like even Cardano came in after he goes. That, that was awkward. That he was goes. Weird. That took an awkward swing. It. Uh, what, what, it was. It, it actually. It started off. It started off good. Like basically. So yeah. I was like, hey. I was hey, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, we we're talking about Boss Hog. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. So, told me you know, I'm a big fan of Boss Hog. Basically, Corey told a story about the Dukes of Hazard. So Corey said that when he was a kid, it was his favorite show. And he brought up the fact that, you know, as he got older, he realized that he had a bunch of Confederate flags uh, on his wall because he had <laughs> pictures of the, um, of the General Lee up. That's right. He goes, yeah, I love the show as a kid. He goes, now when I get older, I realize General Lee, you know, what, what it's all about. <laughs> and he goes, there I was, you know, a black guy in Harlem with, you know, a bunch of, you know, General Lees on my wall. So it was really funny story. He said it in a funny way. Yeah. So we thought I thought it'd be funny, you know, to bring it up yeah. to John Schneider. 
But Schneider got real defensive, man. Really? It's not racist. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was a different time. And started going on about the Rolling Stones and Leonard Skinner and stuff. And <laughs> really? Yeah, but basically, like, we weren't we weren't shaking him down. But he took it like, yeah. you know, we were sort of yeah, say you're saying, crazy. hey, you, you know, generally racist. racist. The yeah. show was racist. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did it. I said, you know, I said, no. Nah. I said, as a kid, I never thought of, like, any, you know, I just thought it was a cool orange-looking car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and, exactly. and he goes, you know, he basically said it still is. You know, like he goes, uh, he still was a cool looking orange. Look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got not surly, but he got very defensive. Except he rambled on for like six minutes about it. Like I was basically like, I was trying to get him to go. I was like, all right, uh, John Schneider, with it. Like, I was doing the, you know, the, the goodbye. Yeah, all right, John, thanks. And yeah, he's like, well, you know what? I just want to say this. And he was gone, except it was getting worse. Like, basically, he was one step away from, like, if we wanted to, we could basically say that, you know, we could have a clip out there, John Schneider defends Confederate flag you type thing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was turning it like, I wasn't trying to burn the guy. Corey was getting madder as he was talking. Yeah. And I was like, I could just feel it. And I've been, you know, I've done thousands of interviews, Cam, right? Yeah. No, you know when things go I south. Was, I was, yeah, but I was laughing inside. I was like, oh, yeah. man, this is turning into a train wreck. Like, I was sort of thinking to myself. Awesome. I was like, this this guy's unhinged. Like, John, you know, I, I just, you know, we pushed the button with John Schneider here. Like, he would have went on for 20 minutes, Cam. Like, I was the one, listen, we got to go. Like, the music started yeah. playing typed. It was like getting Babano off the air. <laughs> I was like, dude. I was like, all right, John, the music playing. Thanks, John. And, like, he kept talking. You know what I mean? That's amazing. That's so awesome. I like it, though. So, I, I like it. Yeah, you, you kind of like those uncomfortable silences sometimes because it makes me oh, like, so, ooh, it's different. It's different, right? They're so, <laughs> it's so, like, dumb. It makes no sense. Like, why do we have the guy for the Dukes of Hazard on, right? So, yeah, that's, a, that's, know, a, that's, like, a, that's another good point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going to randomly go and pick up some guys from, like, hit 80s TV shows. Okay. Why don't well, we you bring up Mr. Listen, Belvedere? Mr. Belvedere. I'm well-versed. I can, I can interview anybody. <laughs> yeah, I can sure. interview anybody. Like, I really could. Any subject. I could get serious, and I could have gotten serious about it. But it's kind of weird. We're on the Fessy Sports Network, right? So does he play, supposed does to be keeping it kind of light. He, does he play fantasy sports? Yeah, well, I was going to ask him, but he was rambling about the Confederate flag. The General Lee. Yeah. Sorry, that's so good. Yeah, like we had a guy on from Kenny Powers. Yeah, yeah. Eastbound and Down. We had a guy on last oh, week yeah, for nice, that show. Nice. Which guy? Yeah, and he started, uh, I don't know, one of the guys. The guy that looks like Wahlberg. He was on oh, Mad TV before. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's yeah, actually a very successful Eastbound dude. Eastbound and Down's good. Yeah, good show. Yeah, Great so, show. yeah, like the guy came on and he, he got it. He was cracking jokes and, you know what I mean? He was talking about, oh, yeah, I'm a Bear fan. And, you know, we, you know it was lighthearted. You know, the old actor interview about football and what do you got coming up? And, you know, you know, but John Schneider, yeah, about Dancing with the Stars and the Confederate flag. And, like, he started getting <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I tell you, though, but last night, Ken, the first thing I look up, I see John Schneider. So I look up John Schneider. First thing that pops up, John Schneider released from jail early for not paying alimony and stuff. Oh, geez. Child support. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I can't bring this up. Like, I was kind of, yeah. I like the awkwardness, though. I tell you, though, that Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Munez, he was a nice kid. He was, he was. Told nice you. Guy. Did I told, did he, did you talk to him? About, you probably forgot. Remember, I told you about that. No, I told episode. him. I oh, actually he, told what he, him. What did he say? 
Betty, Betty I said a friend of mine. That. I said, uh, yeah. said one of my great co-hosts episode. said uh, he said you did a great job on Criminal Minds, and uh, he said, "Oh, thank you, thank you." No, no, he was oh, a nice so, kid. Yeah, he appreciated he it. He goes, no, "Yeah, cool. he he, did, he played a killer." Like I'll I'll tell you something, man. That kid, he's actually really talented. Like his girlfriend like died. She got murdered, and like he just came back and like, man, it's funny because he's a little guy, but he played that role perfectly, Gabe. Like he was just like. It was awesome. Like he actually should have won something. Like he he did a really good job. I'm impressed by that guy, Frankie. Yeah, he's he's hosting with the uh, Dancing with the Stars Junior, right? The yeah, junior. juniors. Yeah, the juniors. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Good for him. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we had John Schneider on today. It was very, very funny though. It was, it was actually a good interview <laughs> just because it was so awkward. That's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had George Wallace on the other day. Really? Remember George we Wallace, the, the, com- best, the comedian. The best, in be- yeah, the best, best 10 p.m. Uh, show on yes, the strip. Exactly. George Wallace. He used to wear the – did he wear a hat? Did he wear his, like, famous hat? He, he's always wearing caps. Well, I was on the phone. I was on oh, the phone. phone. Oh, that guy wasn't in studio. Okay. No, the connection kind of sucked, too. I want to I want to watch this video with Bo Duke now. It sounds amazing. That's going to be great. I don't even know if we put it up, man. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, who cut, who cut it? Like, I don't know. Does Bavona do that stuff? Does he cut those interviews or whatever and he put them on? Or, uh, is he still is he around? Look, is he back? Bavona, yeah, I don't know. He's yeah, here. Uh, he's not here. I don't know what he's doing. Like, I have to talk to the guy in two weeks when me and, uh, you know, uh, me and my buddy are, uh, George, we're doing the show, Galliana. Like, we're like, what's what's the deal? I don't know where he is. We don't know. We don't know if he's coming or going. Yeah, yeah, here yeah, we, we have the Dukes of Hazard up here. That's awesome. <laughs> I just love it. So here at the Fantasy Sports Radio, I got hey guys, I got I got a guest for you, Bo Duke from the Duke's Hazard. Is he on a fantasy league? No, no, he's just here to talk, just to talk about the you know the Duke's of Hazard and the the General Lee and Boss Hog. You know who I actually turned down the other day because I oh you, know, oh, I you oh, did anything you, work? Yeah, who'd you turn? Yeah, down? but I was like, I just can't make this work. I was thinking, I was like, I just you know. I, in, in hindsight, I probably should have done it, but it was Justine Bateman. Oh, yeah, you told me. Justine Bateman from Family Ties? The chick from Family Ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex P. Keaton's sister. Yeah. I what actually talked to her about I was, I was like, I don't know what to ask her. <laughs> it's a good point. Like, what are you going to say? Do you like DFS? Hey, do you have the Daily Road of Bell's contract? Yeah, what do you think exactly. of Bell's contract situation <laughs> yeah. there, Justine? <laughs> Do you miss Michael yeah, like Gross, just, your father from Family Ties? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did you do cocaine on the set? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. know. Like, do you and Alex? I really, I was talk? like, I thought about it for like five minutes. I was like, nah, I just don't know yeah. what to ask you. Like, I agree with you. Like, you could do anything, but that's just not. That one won't even be uncomfortable. It's just kind of stupid. Like, there's no need for her to be on the fantasy sports uh, television. Yeah, like, what's the point? Anything. That was the yeah, whole thing. What's she listen, pimping? Like, well, what's she pimping? Like, she, she, she works I said, listen, get him a kid or? from Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. You know, you get a laugh. Hey, it's that kid, yeah. Frankie Muniz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, he's good. Duke is a hazard. Hey, it's Bo Duke. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Legendary. Yeah, like, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, like, like, you could make it work. Like, if Matlock was still around, you could have that guy in and crack a few jokes, right? Talk, talk about oh, the yeah. TV show, the, the history of, of, of what he's done in the movie and television business, you know, how things have changed, all sorts of. What are you going to talk to Justine Bateman about? Family ties and, like, rehab? Like, there, there's nowhere to go. There's, just, I don't know if this year's, I don't know if this year's edition of um, boom, Dancing with the guys. Stars is, like, all, like, uh, 80s TV people or something. So they got John Schneider, and I noticed they also yeah. have, um, and, and they got you forgot one Natalie guy. from the Facts of Life. 
Oh, Natalie, Which the guy? bigger, uh, the bigger bunger. Well, Phil Mickelson, isn't he in Dancing with the Stars? Oh, that's right. I <laughs> is that, that, is that the same book. one? Yeah, let me see. Phil Mickelson. Son of a. Yeah, yeah see, know. Gabe, see. Yeah. Old Cam, he remembered. Phil Mickelson, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the same group. Does it have a list of all the people? Not, I don't know. I think they, they have a bunch of different seasons and stuff. I don't think yeah. Phil's with this one. Yeah, because they, yeah, they, they, they like, have, have you, I haven't group. noticed Phil with Dancing with the Stars. He's getting ready for his big uh, scam thing next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that they're charging 20 bucks for. Oh, no. God, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you thought it was when, free, right? You just thought no, it was free. No, 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 no. I saw. I, I remember when all this stuff was happening when my fam, with my family stuff there. I saw one of your tweets, and I wanted to actually get back to you when we uh, when I came back and did the show. I think this is, this is insane, and I'm with you. I wouldn't pay. Like you're you're telling me we a, a Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson is a pay per view. I don't care if it's four ninety five or twenty bucks. That's insane. You can get you can get like three for one penthouse features for like nine ninety nine, and you're telling me. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are charging twenty bucks to do this stuff. Yeah, you Come you on. watch them play for free on TV every week. Yeah, anyway. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so 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 you're telling me so when Tiger Woods wins that tournament and he's parting the sea like Jesus Christ, all of a sudden the people in the PGA are oh I got a great idea you know this Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson match uh, we could charge now we can charge yeah you know what I don't care you could charge whatever that and to your earlier point when we talked about this about a month ago that money better go to damn charity or something. Some some portion of it. if it goes all into their pockets, I'd be raging. That's a joke. Nineteen ninety five for two guys golfing, and I love golf. I'm watching golf right now as we're doing the show. I'm watching the damn tournament. Right? I'm not paying money. To, I'm not. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. I think I think a million dollars is going to charity. Good. But I, I'd see even more. Like the well, Vegas I how much hospital. They're make. I can't. Good. Good. Like nine million because I think there's ten mil and they're playing for nine. Yeah, it's still not enough for charity, in my opinion. They should give more. Yeah, and I can't even confirm it's a million. I just saw that they're giving proceeds, they said, to, like, the Vegas hospital, kids' hospital, or... Yeah, you know, it's the, it's a dumb thing. I don't know I don't know why they're doing it. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I from, from a competition standpoint, it's stupid. Phil Mickels is not even good anymore. Um... Like it's just it's dumb. They're it's just it doesn't make sense. Like maybe if they were retired, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, they're retired and hey, they're gonna they're going head to head. Okay, yeah, it's like, kind of like it's kind of no like justification see, for it. You're right. It's kind of like Jack Nicholas sitting there because I know he's got an ice cream company and stuff now. I'd be like, hey, Jack versus Lee Trevino kind of thing. I, yeah. I I can agree with that. That'd like, be before, fun. Hey, you haven't Gary seen these guys in a Jack. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get all those old guys in. Like, like uh, I prefer yeah. that. Like I, I'd be like, game. all right. Yeah, I got to know. Yeah. I'd see or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, all right, that's cool. You and they know, do but, it in and they do it in honor of Arnold Palmer who passed away. Right? You get Gary Player, you Phil, get Jack, you get Phil all and Tiger do this. There's not even going to be people there. There's no people allowed. There's no fans. So it's just going to be those two on the course. That's weird. Actually, like you can't. There's not be, even going to be like an atmosphere. Like, hey, that's let's go, be, let's go, Tiger. Actually, I kind of. It's like it's kind of. It's kind of like your interview with Bo Duke. I'm interested in seeing that because you never see a tournament without any any people, right? Like, how's it going to be? Like, commentator is just like two guys swinging golf balls. Like, that's weird. Very odd. Huh. No, I don't know, no, dude. Like pay, no pay per view. Like to me, no twenty bucks. Like, number one, joke. okay. Like, are there naked cart girls? Number one. <laughs> number two, like, are you guys like dodging like lions and tigers on the course? Like, what's what? Yeah. Like, why am I watching? 
You know what I mean? Like, are you playing? Like, is the are the greens on fire? Are there alligators like in in the moats? Like, that's right. Like, is there what's yeah? What's the like? What's the angle here? No, it's like a WWE event, like a pay per view. This is the no holds barred. Yeah, they're like, all right, no, this Sunday a pay per view. It's the the ladders match, so you know, all right, right, we're hitting you with a ladder. Like, what's the angle on this? Well, you guys, you're just playing golf, and I'm supposed to pay twenty bucks. Yeah, like, well, I, I don't understand, like, uh, yeah, but I don't understand why they're doing it. Like, from a competition standpoint, it's stupid. And they, no, neither what, of them need the money. I don't understand no. it. I don't Wonder understand. Wonder why, Gabe? Wonder why? Because golf fans who have money will pay to watch it. They had a meeting and said, you know what? We can do this, and we will. Yeah. And I'm with and I'm with you. I think I'd like to see, like, a couple scorpions in Phil's lid. You know, like, yeah, like burning burning moats, you know, a gator attack. Fend them off with the with the club. That'd be great. Yeah, you're right. Like for yeah, twenty bucks, something. I gotta see something. Like there's gotta be something there. I mean, even like a competition of some kind. Like a like, even if like they played something at night. Even if it was night golf, like I'd be like, oh, yeah, right, with well, some crazy lights. With yeah, lights. That'd, that'd look yeah. Good. Or, you know, some some glow in the dark, glow in the dark balls or something. <laughs> you know, like they just. You know, there's nothing to it. Yeah, hey, Bo Duke is their caddy. Bo Duke. That's yeah, like it's worse. <laughs> at least like the outdoor hockey games. Like, wow, well, whatever. Yeah, it's a they're getting. Way, I know. I know. They're, 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 they're playing at Fenway. So they're also getting old. Like the funny thing oh, about this old. stuff is, yeah, that's the thing. Hey guys, it was a good. They're out of ideas. Once yeah. in a while, yeah. It's just like you can't have outdoor games and people care anymore. It just doesn't they're out work. of cool stadiums. Like I saw this year, they were already pimping it. I saw the the the, the promo for it. It was, uh, I don't know, man. It's like the Blackhawks versus the Capitals or something at Notre Dame Stadium. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know because that's that's the big dream, right? Everyone's always said, you know what? I need to see a hockey game in South Bend, Indiana. Like, you, what are you guys just out of ideas now? <laughs> they are. They are. They it's are. just dumb. Like at this point, I, I'm not even kidding right now. I would do this if I was the NHL. It's a good opportunity. They never, they never care about Hawaii. Go play in Hawaii. Go play in that football stadium. Play a hockey game in Hawaii. Yeah. That'd be actually, you know what? That's some something interesting. And if Vegas didn't have a team, that would be you, cool. You and LV has a hockey team now too. No, I, I agree with the Hawaii. Team. LA versus Vegas is perfect fit for that in Hawaii. Like, and, and that's like in in Hawaii. Like California is the closest, like sort yep. of U.S. state. You know what I mean? Like to get there. Well, Hawaii, U.S. State, but you know what I mean. And, um, like, um, they're L.A. sports fans in Hawaii. Like, the, the local ESPN radio does Laker games. Yeah, for sure. You know, they do L.A. King. Like, they're, it's like L.A. sports plus Hawaii sports there. So, it's a good idea. If anyone's saying, what the hell are you talking about? How are they going to play hockey in Hawaii? Dude, yeah. they played so, hockey at Dodger play. Stadium. Exactly. They played the hockey at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah. You get artificial eyes. They could do it. Be a good idea. That's cool.